0: I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Mark Sean Lynch. Like, he still said it best. Like, he's about
1: that action, right? Like, Like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy
2: fool. Like, I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. (laughs) Don't leave that dugout. We got Bo and Joe coming up next. On the farm system, right here, right now. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I feel like I haven't said that in a long it's time. Been a minute, hasn't oh it? Oh, my goodness. Fellas, fellas, fellas. And? The ladies. And the
0: ladies. It's been so long. Gareth, yeah, I, we, no, I swear I to forgot. you, I can't
2: remember the last time we started a podcast with the fellas, fellas, fellas. It's been a minute. Goodness, we we're just abandoning our the roots. People, that's
0: probably why you know, people are like, I'm not going to listen until you start the fellas,
2: fellas, fellas. Yeah, fellas. You, get the, you get the fellas on there, then we're, we're doing it. Um, welcome back to another episode of the farm unfiltered you back with your boys here we are
0: get your lunchbox baby this one's this one's a little lengthier yeah it's a
2: little lengthy but we talk at baseball do you like baseball or do you not like baseball i don't understand we talk about a whole bunch of things right we go through mvp race that's a big one obviously we got we talk about old back in the day mvp back in the day we got some bonds talking there some miggy talking there some babe roof talking there uh we also talk through as well um (laughs) <laughs> anxiety of playing, yeah. Anxiety of playing, different positions, in angles, field, backing field, up, fly in
0: balls, in
2: catchers. Good golly, infield pop-ups. What else? Cody? What else did we talk on? Cody, Cody made yeah.
0: a couple
3: appearances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about you know the 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 A to B paradigm.
2: Yeah, oh, there he uh, yeah. Got that one in. Yep. yep. A to B. A to B. Right. We talked about uh, self love.
0: Self love, business, confidence, confidence, awareness. awareness. Man. We talk well. We didn't talk about the Air Farm ones, but Go the ahead. episode's brought to you <laughs> by Drop the in. Air Farm ones, baby. Yeah, you already know. Look at uh, that oh, they yeah. look pretty clean in that image up there. hundred percent. And then uh, the, the obviously we, the farm phone wasn't part of the episode, but you it's know, always ready. For it's you guys always to call ready in. for you
2: guys to call in. Well, yep. Someone calls in while we're actually on. I think we have to put them on. We'll have to. I think that's just part of it. Like if you just call at the right time, you're on the show. Put it on. You're on the show. Call in. All right. Well, fellas, ladies, let's do it. Vladdy oh Jr. for gets it gets the MVP as a triple crown, or Sho, uh, Shohei. Mm. So he could win. Vladdy can win the triple crown and not be the MVP.
0: Oof,
2: that's a rough. That's a rough one, bro.
3: But does he have like a two five ERA?
2: <laughs> look look it up. look, yeah, look I, up his, look up the, the stats. stats. Look up the stats. We can yeah, do so that though and pull the stats up. Though. So here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Vladdy. Could win the triple crown. Obviously, it doesn't happen. Last one to do it was Miggy. Yeah. Right? He could win the triple crown, but not be MVP. I don't even know if that's ever happened before.
1: Yeah. And that, then, that's tough.
2: And then you got Shohei, who's just an animal. He's set the record for, you know, like homers for like an angel. Um, I think in the last, like, I don't know. It might be like,
0: borderline i mean not, he's borderline not, not ever but that's probably pretty you know close. He's, he's
2: probably borderline i'd imagine pretty close Le- i know for sure he's done it for like um i think the only other um like asian american or only other i'm mm-hmm. trying to think is is i think it was um who else was on the team i think they they listened to it was it, Hideki, was it
0: i thought about that but I remember Hideki when he came over. He like broke almost all those records. I thought. Yeah, I besides Ichiro, it the, it the might hits. have been.
2: I think. Oh, that and that actually might be it. It's not necessarily for the Angels, but just overall. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then obviously he he's doing from the pitching side. Well, Stupid. how many how
0: many home runs does he have right now, Vladim? Vladdy? Vladdy? forty five. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if if Vladimir if Vladdy beats him in all those offensive categories, then
2: yeah, but. He's also pitching, bro. DHing though. Yeah, I but he's a beast. I though I think
0: that I think the voters the they just don't, they don't forty like forty the DHs. Bombs. Yeah, but
2: the the, the but the um, who votes for the MVP? Isn't it the p- uh, isn't the players? No, I think it's the writers. Still yeah. the writers? Yeah, they yeah. got a lot of power for no reason.
0: <laughs> so whatever is the best storyline, huh?
2: I'm like, what? A bunch
0: of guys that have been in the game for too long, they just give them a role.
2: Like, how, don't you think that at least, I'm not, I'm not talking Hall of Fame, because that, you know, players come and go and yada, 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 but, like, MVP, don't you feel like that should be, like, managers and players? I've
0: always thought MVP like college, should be the players, because right? the, they know the best. They yeah. know who the best player is and who's yeah. the most everybody's valuable.
2: like, dude, I don't want to face that guy. No. Like, he's unbelievable. When the players are like, that that guy is unbelievable. Yeah.
0: And my favorite, too, is you'll hear guys say, he's not the best player on the team, but he's the MVP. I've heard that before. Be That's like, stupid. Be
2: like trout. I mean trout <laughs> That's stu- trout is happening to me. No, Shohei is definitely better than Trout this year. It just is. Well, trout hasn't I'm Not really saying overall. Yeah. yeah. Not forever. But this year, Shohei is obviously better. Well, and Trout's how do you, hurt.
0: How do you how do you compare like
2: is it are we talking tools? Well, I can compare right now. Numbers. He's well, got well, he's hit more home runs than Trout has no, ever hit in a season.
0: I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, why, That's what I'm saying why can't we talk about him being better than Trout? Has he?
2: No, he hit more in home runs. In a single r- season. Yeah, he hit more home runs in a single season than Trout has ever hit in a single season.
0: I don't know if it... I think he's um, on pace. Uh, no, I think, he's, he has. I think he's
2: already surpassed him.
0: I thought Trout hit 50
2: once. I he might know. not have. Pull it.
0: But I, I heard that. I remember it was definitely the first year. I know he shattered that record. Because this is his first full season with the Angels, isn't it?
2: Well, they've no, all been year, hurt.
0: Last, last year he was. Last well, year.
3: 2019, Trout hit 45. And 45, I and he's got... Otani's at... at Forty four. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll break it. Yeah, up.
2: so he's gonna break that. break
0: that. So that that that's my argument is like the limited limited sample size, but why can't that be the conversation?
2: Well, no, I is think better I than th- trout. Well, I think this is the thing. This year obviously trout's hurt. Yeah. But this year he's the best player on the Angels. There isn't an argument there. Best I don't feel like yeah, there is. I feel like he's I mean, the best player in baseball. I, yeah, for sure. But again, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like when people are like, Well, he's not even the best player on the team, Because I agree, if you're not the best player on your team for that season, right? I'm not saying that you're better than Trout for 20 years. Yeah. But if you're not the best player on that on that team that specific year, you definitely can't be the MVP. Yeah. MVP is the best of the league. Well, you're not the best player on your team. You definitely can't be the best player in the league.
0: Yeah. Are you talking about best player, or most valuable, though? So I feel like those are two different things. You can bring value with something other than...
3: You know, because statistics. Trout, mean, Trout's still valuable to the Angels. Trout's probably better
0: offensively, consistently over time. I think that'll show. But Shohei brings more than just that.
2: I mean, he's on both sides of the ball. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm agreeing with. I you. mean, I I mean I agree with you. That's the other thing. Trout could hit the exact same numbers that he hits, plus a little bit better. Um, he's also on the mound throwing. No, with the th- what yeah. like three ERA? He's doing what yeah, kids
0: do
3: it when they're eleven. Yeah, and He's in got show. a, a in three, three six ERA, one hundred thirty six Ks. Yeah, in one hundred fifteen <sighs> innings. Pitched. That's ridiculous. Well, Started thi- twenty one games. The thing, that,
0: the thing that sucks and Trout still won the MVP because it just wasn't close. Mm-hmm. The Angels are not very good, so it's like, I think the league also would like it to be somebody with a team that's competitive. That's yeah,
2: but play look how many years series. look look how many years that Miggy won the MVP, uh, and just they the best. sucked.
0: And same with Shohei, it's like, he's the best in the league.
2: Yeah, no. He's I, I, I don't really know how you, you, can't, you can argue You can't this. penalize, you can't penalize. It's like, how many how many years did Bonds win the MVP and the team sucked?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: The Giants sucked for a really long time. Like, they literally, he has very limited playoff at-bats because they suck so bad.
0: I mean, they were good for a few years.
2: Yeah, when he wasn't there. <laughs> no, I, no, I can't remember yeah, they the to, years. They they went to yeah, no that that one year they played the uh, Angels in the World Series. Yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah, no, they they definitely were good. Uh, what year was that? It was like eighty? They oh were, no, 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 that was early nineties, huh?
0: I think the home run, the home run he hit in the World Series, yeah, was the farthest ball I've ever seen hit. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it up. Watch. Look <laughs> who, at that home run. Yeah, we're we talking uh, about Barry Bonds off of a. Uh, um, it Just put Barry it Bonds. Simple. It's He only did it once. Barry Bonds, <laughs> home run, Angels, World Series.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's the only time he was there. I'm not, so. I'm not trying to be dramatic. Yeah. No, but you also got to be careful at that stadium because that little right field is so short that it makes it look like it was hit the outer space.
0: My favorite is Troy Gloss, the opposite team. You can read let's his mouth. Let's see what we got here. It's the
2: best. Put, put number four on the big screen, too. Troy Percival, when that's get a chance. Oh, look at
0: that position there.
2: Go ahead and restart that bad boy. Okay. Well, look at the camera angle too. You can't even see the ball. I love when they do that. They don't even know. we don't even know where it landed, Garth. This is my favorite. Hold I on. Landed look landed at the score. Look ten at his to mouth. eleven.
0: Look at his mouth right there. Go back. Garth, ten to eleven. Cody, I know you're good at lip reading.
2: <laughs> that's the furthest ball I've ever seen hit. That's what he said.
0: I, d- I didn't realize it was that close of a game, honestly.
2: I can't believe that you're in the World Series and you have over 10 runs from both teams. That's ridiculous. Are we playing football?
0: Well, that's th- that. Th- that's their favorite. They're like, look, I let's see how far <laughs> he can hit it because they'll still be down by one. Even the camera's like, well. He d- I think yeah, it, I have no idea where d- it even landed. The, th- the crowd isn't even. Yeah, watched, yeah, the yeah, the fans are b- looking behind The crowd, them. I think it might have cleared the stadium or something. <laughs> Stop it.
2: Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> I've ever seen yet.
0: He's not even mad.
2: That's awesome. Go back and That's try a to bad w- man. Go back, go really back and is. just look. At, okay. Just go try back to and find just, the crowd. Yeah, I want to see where the crowd's moving. Like, I want to see how far up it really is. Probably Do you see anybody I don't move? see a single fan moving. Anything. I don't see anybody moving. That's not good. No, it's way up there. That means it's really far.
0: Imagine if he hit the freaking scoreboard up.
2: Man, there. I just want to also notate how bad cameras were back in the day. <laughs> like those are awful. I could go out there myself the right tracking. now and get a better and get a better image. Right. I promise you. Look at the light. Well, and the tracking. It's like Garth. Actually, no, no, no. It looks like people are moving halfway up the stands, bro. Look at right by that hole. Yeah, right see here. how people are moving? Right below. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's a bomb. But
0: oh, yeah, you can see it right, right in front of the little walkway. I'm yeah,
2: like the walkway. There's some movement over there. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a tank.
0: California in November, that's a freaking tank. That's a tank. That's humid, sixty degrees.
2: Yeah, I mean, it could be in colder places, but
0: but to go back to what we're saying, bonds, you're putting up video game numbers on both yeah. sides of the ball for Shohei.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Is I'm trying to say, like, you would have to put out such ridiculous numbers to beat what he's also doing on the pitching side. That like, that's uh, do they ever do they ever put uh, Shohei to like play a position? I haven't noticed.
0: They have a little bit. He'll play. He'll play some outfield. But some outfield or pr- something. Pretty, and that's once that, in a while. And that's, that's the thing that, They too, gotta be like, careful.
2: They don't want to get hurt.
0: I think the DH because a lot of DHs pure DHs won't win the MVP, mm-hmm. but he plays a position. He pitches.
2: Yeah, so. but you gotta look. Didn't like David Ortiz win it when he was in, he was he a did. DH? Uh I want to say he won it one you year. You might have to
0: just look that up, MVP winners.
2: Yeah, look at the MVP winners, and we'll see if any of them were DH. And I want to say that David Ortiz—I know he definitely won it during the postseason, like yeah. a postseason MVP for sure. Yeah, he
0: broke our hearts, Garth. Yeah, well. 2004, biggest collapse in playoff history. <laughs> <Biggest The> Yankees. <laughs> well, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? The guy put his team, the whole city, on his back.
2: Right yeah. But I think, I think that's the other, the other part, though, is, like, again, like, what numbers would you have to put up? The other way to think about it, though, is you could play insane defense. Mm. But you k- still can't affect the game like that defensively no. like Shohei's doing on the mound. No, he's, like, he's, he's got the ball in his hand every pitch.
0: He's playing the defensive position that controls the game. Yeah. The I mean that's like just Trout I mean he's probably can the you imagine? best defensive well, center fielder, well, but how many balls get hit to him?
2: And and Shohei doesn't have good enough numbers to win a Cy Young, does he? I'm no. trying to think of who else is in the league. I mean obviously you have uh well, that's
3: what I was looking I was looking uh, I don't know like what DeGrom's doing. Like last year I guess last year was the Covid year. The year before, Verlander won it with a 2.58 ERA and 300 Ks, and then Degrom won it with a 2.43 with 255 Ks.
2: And what is his? What is his? No, Tommy's
3: p- pitching. Yeah. He's 3.36, so he's almost a full. Yeah. He's a good. And then good 136 pitcher. Ks, so. Yeah. Um, so he's he's pitching. He's
2: below. a really good pitcher, but he he's not, not a scion. So yeah. yeah.
0: How many innings has he thrown? 115. Uh, he uh,
2: just hasn't That, thrown that thrown seems enough. a little. Yeah, we'll say that seems low. Because I
0: think a lot of times they throw him for
2: well, cause five, they, six innings. Don't don't they do a six-man rotation or seven-man rotation with him or something like that?
0: I'm not sure. I have paid enough attention I'm almost, to I'm almost, I'm almost.
2: I'm almost positive that that's what – because that's also what people were arguing the issue with him with um, other pitchers on his team. Because I remember back in the day when they first got him. When they first got him – they were doing this six-man. I'm pretty sure it was a six-man rotation, and they were sending guys up and down from mm-hmm. AAA, so that they could mm-hmm. have another guy. Ross but then fine. he was also messing up everybody else's routine because they're all used to five-day turnarounds. Yeah. And so now they're all getting pushed back another day. Mm-hmm. So then the argument kind of was like, "All right, well now you have one player that affects the rest of all of your other all of your other players, yeah. you know, and all of their things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, a bigger thing."
3: Yeah, uh, the year Degrom won it, he had a 204 innings logged, and Otani's okay. at 136. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: he just hasn't thrown enough. But I mean or 115. He's sorry, he's still impacting. What's his record? Can't see it over there.
3: Nine and two. I mean, pretty good. When he's throwing the ball, they're winning. Yeah. Yeah, because he's also hitting a nuke to lead off the game.
2: So that's crazy. That's another conversation. So we looked it up. So Poppy never won a normal like regular season MVP. But think about that. Don't you think a Poppy is a Hall of Famer? Oh yeah, yeah, he'll be a Hall of Famer. But isn't that crazy that you've never won an MVP?
0: Uh, I mean, there's probably a lot of guys though. No,
2: they, I'm sure there is. But that's still, true. for that, that's kind of crazy though, because you think of him as a hitter. I guess I don't know, because I guess you know it's not. That's probably why he hasn't really won it. But
0: plus, too, it's there's so many good players on
2: the Red Sox. Yeah. You
0: had you had Manny Ramirez.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he he might as well have been deaging so.
0: Well, the year the year that it said Big
3: Poppy was <laughs> yeah. a runner-up, mm. he hit 300, he had 47 bombs, 40 doubles, 148 RBIs. Jesus,
0: that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but still, yeah, the average is too low, I'm sure, compared to A-Rod that year. I'm sure A-Rod probably hit that's 320 C-R- or that's
0: something. C-R- he hit 56 home runs. Yeah, I'm sure he probably went off. Something 62 or something like that. I yeah. mean that was right in the height of of his whole thing. So what do we got? We got American League.
2: Yeah, I know. I just and then so yeah. that's the only thing though, is even Vladdy's numbers though, the only thing I'm thinking about it with that is like his average is still not crazy. Yeah. I mean I don't get me wrong thirty one. Like, oh, I think he said three fifteen. Didn't he say three fifteen a second ago? I don't know. I swear he didn't say 331. I would have, as soon as you said his average, I was like, that's kind of low. He said three. I thought oh he said. No,
3: no, 318. Th-
2: okay.
0: 318.
2: I mean, again, it's obviously still pretty good. 320 is a yeah, you I know, think different mark, but it's, it's crazy because it's two points. But It's
0: yeah. hard to tell, too, because the pitching stats are so good now. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at offensive numbers, early 2000s. We were just talking about it before we started recording, but. To now, like the league at bat, the league average is like 240.
2: Well, yeah, but look at, look at the top batting average guys. I've, w- I've seen some dudes with some pretty high batting averages still. Have you? Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's is just like
0: top. It's probably just so bottom heavy. Yeah. Th- this is no, like hundred
2: percent it is. There's some guys batting freaking yeah. un- underneath, f- you know, 50.
0: Cause this is like the <laughs> lowest, this is the lowest batting average. I mean, I haven't seen it now when I did look at it at the time, this was like the lowest batting average.
3: Uh yeah, Yeah. this year what Starling Marte three twenty two the best batting average, Vlad Jr second with three eighteen, Yuli Gurriel, Trey Turner is is doing doing it.
2: Yeah, so some of the guys I must have saw. um, Go to National League, is that everybody? Um, All MLB. Yeah, so.
3: I know I know. at one well, point they were. Yeah, look at him. He's well, second in batting. The g- some damage. of the guys
2: some of the guys that I must have saw, too, probably don't have enough at-bats to qualify. How many? I was oh watching a okay. game the other what, day.
0: What other? St- wh- I can't see that far. Where is he at with, like, RBIs and runs? Yeah, so RBIs is at
3: 103, which ties him for third behind hey, hit, Salvi hit, Perez.
0: Hit, hit control plus and zoom
2: in a little bit there. My eyes just aren't that good either from this far. The command on here or Command Plus or something like that. It'll zoom in on your screen. There you go. There, there we, we are.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, he's leading it in hits. Tied for third in Tied the runs. for third in RBIs. Leading in home runs. Second in average.
2: Yep. Marte's going to ruin his ruin his life. <laughs> <laughs> Starling Marte. <laughs> Boy, still getting. I'm not right. I might not be able to take everything from you, but I'm gonna take this one from you, bud.
0: Where does uh, what was Shohei's numbers again? Offensive. Offensively.
3: Forty four bombs, ninety four RBIs, hitting mm. two fifty nine.
0: Mm. I think it'll just depend on them what the voters value, which I think I think the pitching. Yeah, would we see the Baseball Writers Association votes? Yeah. Still?
2: if 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 he gets his batting average up to like 275 yeah which i don't even think is p- i don't know if it's possible at this point yeah but if he gets his batting average up to 275 i think it's a, it's i think it's night night
0: well i think the i th- oh, sure. once again i think the riders are going to look at it like if you remove those two from their teams how would they do the angels that would be doo-doo.
2: Well, but, the, but I the, think I think that's the only the, thing is, is but like the Blue most, Jays still most have valuable good players on their team. Yeah, but if you if you take that mindset, then you just go to the worst team in the league and say who's the most valuable on that team and say that's the that should be the best. That's, what,
0: that's what they've done. What, uh, Trout the last seven years. Is well,
2: one. No, but Trout's just the most valuable player on any team. The,
0: but I think that's but what, I'm what saying, they would say is Shohei probably would well, be too.
2: I agree, but I'm saying that the other the difference between what you just said and what you just said previously is if I'm just the most valuable on my team and my team sucks then nah, I should be the most valuable across the league. Mm. When in reality, that guy might be trash compared to a lot of other You're guys on team. other teams. My team just might suck. I might just be the Orioles or something. Yeah,
0: the Orioles still have to play everybody.
2: Yeah, no, but I'm saying, for example, again, like, just because I go play at, uh, what was that one college we used to play that was awful? Manhattan. Huh?
0: Manhattan Christian or Central Christian? Central probably.
2: probably Central Christian or something like that. Yeah, we love them. Let's, but let's they're say, they're let's say, let's say talented. I went over the Central Christian. <laughs> let's say I went over the Central Christian and I batted three twenty with seventeen jacks. Mm-hmm. Am I an MVP of the league?
0: No, but I mean there is a certain. These are, the, I think, the better comparison would be look at the top thirty-two NAIA teams, and then if you're on the worst of those thirty-two, they're still the best thirty-two. But still... That's like the MLB. There's only 30 teams.
2: Yeah. I just still think that, again, it, it's more than you just being the obviously the most valuable on your team. Because... And that's another thing as well, being like... Let's say you have Big Poppy and Manny Ramirez, like... And you got everybody else on that team that was loaded at the time. Like, we had Dustin Pedroia on the team, and all those... You know, that team was Pedro. I mean, that te- mm-hmm. those teams are stacked, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm super valuable, but also, too, like... There's a step down, but that g- those guys are also the most valuable guys. Or the, again, when A Rods run it, or any of those guys, like those teams are stacked.
0: Yeah, I think it's tough. Like uh, that list right there, the MVPs. I know they're obviously good teams, but I feel like a lot of them aren't always the best teams, though. No, like they're like w- a little bit weaker teams that would struggle without having that player. They won the World
3: Series. Yeah, yeah I and then mean, Miami well, really,
2: great. Miami sucked.
3: They're pretty good. But well, yeah, they went to the playoffs. Best. That they went to the playoffs. The were they good. went to the playoffs. I mean, won the good. World
2: Series. Um, Atlanta went to
3: playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they were good. Nationals are pretty good. Yeah, they
2: they went to the World. Uh, so they're no, all okay. playoffs. They're all pretty
3: good. Pittsburgh, I'm pretty sure back when McCutcheon was. Yeah, they
2: I think they're that's pretty the year good. That they were good. Posey the MVP Posey no. was the year that they were, they were good. Yeah, Braun was the year that they were good.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Two thousand nine, yeah, was like peak our pull holes too. So yeah, they were crushing. Yeah, that's when they were lit. Oh,
3: Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds,
0: Barry Bonds. Yeah, Barry that's
3: Bonds. What I'm saying. That's <laughs> the
2: best argument I think. As like, a, like I said, Barry Bonds was the MVP when they sucked.
0: I mean, they weren't bad though. They still played in the World Series. I made the playoffs a couple times.
2: A couple times, but I'm saying like he's won, he's won. I mean, that's a lot. Buried, that's a t- bro to win the MVP four though, in a row. Yo, that's a savage right there to win four in a row is stupid.
0: That's why people. I mean, I know he's got the yeah. asterisk well, man, but you need to appreciate he won it twice before the steroid yeah. stuff. The and crazy part
2: is though. Hold on, scroll back up. Keep going all the way back up.
3: That's national.
2: Okay, thank you. Yeah, flip it back over to American. I'm like, I'm like, hold on a second. I was yeah. confused. I was like, a little I was like bit. where's Miggy at? I said, where's so Trout? And I was thinking Trout and Miggy. I'm like, where are they at? Well, Trout. So. Trout, Trout. Yeah. Miggy. So Miggy's definitely won it when they weren't as good. I um,
0: mean, they were still okay, okay though. Those
2: years. Then, then.
0: They weren't bad. I don't they think pl- they, they made played uh, in the World uh, Series one of those years. I'm pretty sure.
2: Look it up. I I really want to say, I mean, for a long time, they haven't made playoffs, too. There's a plenty of times they haven't played. I mean, that's back when they probably had um, Verlander on the team, though. They had Verlander, Upton, Kinsler. They yeah, were good for yeah. a couple years there.
3: Giants beat the Tigers in the 2012 World Series, which yeah. is one of the years that... I remember that one. And I think
0: the next year, they made the playoffs, but they didn't...
2: Yeah, so I think the best argument for that is probably... Bonds.
0: Look up, look up the Giants. Look up their early two thousand. I'm gonna look this up.
2: The beep, the beeping, the beeping means work's getting done. We're getting our cage put up right now. He's so backing it up. Yeah.
3: What do, what do you want, Giants? Early two thousands, just roster.
2: I just want to see if how bad they were. Just look up the the, their, the Giants like uh, playoff. Yeah. Uh, just to get their stats for year to year. We should all be on there. That should be good.
3: That's all their
0: players.
2: Okay, so maybe maybe we're trying to, we're trying to look at seasons.
0: Maybe Giants, Giants, yeah. San Francisco Giants yeah, postseason.
2: W- uh, or know to like year-to-year year record or season records. Yeah, there you go. Should be on there. Okay, here we go. So zoom in on that. This is going to go back pretty far. Oh, oh, get out of here, Vibio. There's an X there at the top. Get out of here, Google Ad. They get you. Oh, they're trying to mess with us, aren't they?
0: They're playing around. Look up from, like, 98 to, like, 2004.
3: What do you got, 98? Right here. Games, wins, losses. Eighty nine and seventy
1: four.
0: Okay, so they made it to the playoffs. What three of those years? Four of those years. Two
2: thousand.
0: Lost in the NLDS.
3: They don't have anything. Yeah. That. Lost in the World Series in two thousand two. NLDS again in two thousand three.
0: Yeah. So they were second of five, so they were always, like, top in the West. Missed the playoffs twice in those years. Mm-hmm. I just know that's when Bochy, that's, like, when they, and then obviously they won the World Series a couple times later on. Oh, yeah. So they weren't bad, when but they weren't They weren't, they weren't the best. They played in the World Series the one year.
2: Yeah, because same thing even those two, right? Like, in ODS, so they go first round of playoffs and then bounce. So, because yeah, that was pretty back pretty when they had Dusty Baker as the, as the, running the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bochy didn't come around till what? What year was that? Two thousand eight or something seven. like that. Seven. 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 I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, look at the records. I mean, they were they won ninety games, almost ninety games each over those years. So they were pretty good. They weren't bad. Eighty nine.
0: That's why what yeah. Trout was doing. I remember people were saying that they're like he's just not. The team's just boo boo. Like yeah. It's the first time well, the, an has well, really played for a bad team. Well and and it's not the first, but you but, get what I'm saying.
2: But yeah, and that's that's also the thing is too, like, yeah, like they just have had really bad pitching. Yeah. And not like they don't have pitching, like everybody's hurt. Yeah. And combined with they also don't have pitching. Yeah. Because for sure. I mean that's the other thing as well, right? Once you get hurt and you're like, Okay, we're out, you're not gonna pay all you know. You gotta manage where you're spending your money too as well. You do have some of the top players that, like yeah. you're paying trout four hundred million.
1: Yeah.
0: Look up um it'd be interesting to see the can you look up the player stats again compared to like their teammates? I should know this, but
2: For who? Well specifically The Angels
0: for. and the and the, the Blue Jays.
2: Oh, so you're just again for team stats.
0: Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see if but angels
2: angels team stats
0: because i think the blue jays correct me if i'm wrong i think they got a couple guys that are playing pretty well
2: yeah they got um i
0: mean simeon is, is simeon on that team yeah i believe so he has like 40 home runs or something this year
3: it's
2: crazy make it the biggest screen.
3: yeah so we got we got the angels Yeah, Tony, so. 259. Jose Iglesias is yeah. tied. Fletcher's low really, over Jared Walsh.
2: Really, Walsh is the only one messing with him. Had a yeah. couple
0: guys fairly good
2: close. For, good for Walsh, though. I remember when I had, doing had him same. back in Salt Lake. AAA, yeah. Um, good for him.
0: Yeah, he's not starting on the bump. So he's like middle of the pack for his team. High end, but there's still a couple guys that are ha- doing okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then look up. Look at the Blue Jays. Look at the Blue Jays. Blue Jays definitely got some dudes on their team. They got, what's his name at, Short.
0: Yeah, he's having a career season.
2: Yeah, he's playing well. And then they Bichette. got.
0: Well, I wonder, is is he playing short? I think so. I believe so. Simeon's playing second. Or is hmm. Simeon not on that team anymore? No, he
3: is. Where are we at here?
2: I forgot Simeon's they had. Sprin- second. I forgot they had Springer too as well. Mm-hmm. Teams they got kind of a squad. Yeah,
0: they're nasty. That's why he he might yeah, win. Yeah, look, he forty-five
2: home runs. Simeon's got thirty-nine home runs. Boba shett has got twenty-four home runs. Can't believe Simeon. Look he's, at that, and he's they got going a off, they man. got a couple dudes over twenty jacks. Freaking Hernandez got twenty-seven. Good golly. Springer only got seventeen. When S- when Springer's only got seventeen home runs. Compared, and that's, like, bad for the team. Like, hmm. that should tell you something.
0: I think he's been hurt, though. Uh, How many 60 played. Yeah. Play a yeah. He's yeah. only played in half the games. Half yeah, okay. Well, 60 games. Still, though, 17 yeah. jacks in 60 games. That's yeah.
2: You know my, boy's <laughs> my boy not doing bad over yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, they got a little squat.
0: What are the batting averages like? 369. Is that what that says? Simeon's batting average?
3: 269. 269, Garth. Pulled together, Garth Brooks. 269 with 39 bombs, though. Second baseman. That's solid.
0: Pretty decent.
2: Isn't it crazy how much different you look at batting averages when it says 26 compared to 27? 100%. 10 points, but it's a big difference. When a guy's batting 260 compared to when a guy's batting 270, it's it's a different ball player. It's a different mental... Yeah. Thing, too, when you're hitting yeah, as you're a like hitter. For sure, when you're like, oh, I'm batting 270. Batting 270. Or I'm batting 260. Batting 260 just makes your heart hurt. It does. What is Bichet? Bichet. 292.
3: 292. Yeah, he could hit. 22 bags, 24 bombs,
2: 25 yeah. I think it. Yeah, he's a good player. The
0: thing with the MVP, though, I think it'll just come back to what, what do they value the most defensively? The first baseman or a pitcher?
2: Yeah. Because is
0: it, is it the best hitter?
2: Well let's well, just I put it this like let's it. just also put it this way. He's not the best defender. No Vlad's not. He's just no. not.
3: Well I don't know though. Huh well, I mean Can <laughs> he win a gold glove at first? I mean, do you think Jose Abreu is no. the best first baseman did defensively? He, did he win a gold glove though? No. He won the MVP last year.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And and again, I think a gold glove defensively is probably I still wouldn't equate it to a Cy Young though. No. So it's like, it's like, definitely not. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, a gold glove is, ain't easy though.
0: No, it's not. Especially, I mean, first base at that level, I think it'd be pretty tough just because the ball skipping. I mean, it, it's, yeah. People undervalue how tough it is to play but, first base. No, yeah, I agree. But, but, but also like at that thing. level. No, no, no. It's all, not. I'm just yeah. saying in general.
2: Also at that level, you got great dirt. You got great defenders. Yeah. You got, you know what I'm saying? it, And then they're throwing. Pretty money f- to you, majority of the time. Yeah. I definitely think maybe playing in the NAI might be a little tougher
1: <laughs> <laughs> at first base. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I hated playing
2: first base. They I mean, mean, I don't think so. And also, you got a whole bunch of lefties that are just spinning and yanking. 100%. <laughs> and the dirt's, dirt's awful half the time. 100%. <laughs>
0: you know? What's the. Rough? So, who won the last year's? Abreu won last year?
3: Yeah, Abreu and Freeman, a couple first basemans.
2: Okay. Well, I guess they're paving the way. <laughs> paving the way. Oh, Belly, I feel bad for him. That's another topic. Yeah, man, that's. Man, I feel bad for him. It's tough.
0: What do you do though? You're kind of standing on an island when it's when you're relying well, I on heard, a little bit of
2: athleticism and. Well, I heard I heard they were trying to make some swing changes with him, and that's why he might be having some struggles.
0: Yeah, what have you seen swing change wise?
2: Um, I wouldn't say I've only seen some limited clips. I haven't really broke them down deep but what i've seen is which is interesting for him and i wonder what they're working on if they are making some other changes but what i've seen is they're he's getting a to a lot um he's not getting to good spots mm-hmm. so like um he looks like he's got less slack pulled out yeah um which is making him yank with his back a little bit more is making him look where everybody sees like him spinning yeah when he's landing he's got a bunch of slack so um, he looks like way less stretched.
0: Yeah. He's trying to create tension as he's
2: swinging. Yeah. Like as he's swinging, like, and then again, like that's when you get a lot of the back yank and like, Yanking. yeah. And again, t- when I, when, again, I've seen very limited clips, but when I was seeing him, like look like he was struggling, uh, and some of those clips and I was looking into it, he looked like he was getting a lot less stretch. Yeah. Um, there was still a bunch of slack in his system when he was going to swing and, um, it looked like it was more of a back yank than a yeg sh- uh, a yeah. leg spin. Yep, but
0: no, I saw the same thing. He's struggling for space, bad. Yeah, balls are running in on him and he, from what you're saying. It, it, it's a yeah. result of that struggling with space in, and then they platooned him at first against lefties because mm. the break they'd break the ball away from him when he's yanking and spinning, mm. and then they started to sit him because he couldn't hit righties either. Mm. And I think at that time it was just mental. He just was swimming bad because he's yeah. a, he's a good athlete, but like you're saying. Tough to rely on purely athleticism at that level.
2: Yeah. And I think that's the thing, too, is like, then when you start making changes, this is why a lot of people are also scared to make changes, is because you could change something that's good. And someone would say, well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But also, then you look at guys like Mookie Betts, who was an all star. But he mm-hmm. made he continued to get better and make changes, just like ninety nine percent of big leaguers do every single season. They continue to get better, just like pitchers do. Right. So it's not like they're just like oh I'm just gonna maintenance what I already do, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not maintaining what they already do. They're trying to get better. Yeah. Because the league's gonna adjust to you too. You can't just think that the league's gonna be a constant or they're gonna pitch to you the same and they're gonna be a constant. Yeah. So the league's also getting better. So I don't. Again, I have no idea of what the context is of why. You know if that's even the reason, or did he start struggling and then now they're trying to fix it, yeah. right? Um, you know there could be a lot of things going into it, but yeah. just from whatever they're doing, no matter yeah. what happened, what I was seeing was that, yeah, that he was landing in some bad positions, um, and um, he was landing like almost like more square. He was, which some people would think that that's like good, uh, but. He's got a bunch of slack in his says because he's he's kind of loose. He's got he's pretty mobile.
0: Well, and he lands slightly open, so when he's square now, your orientation's like third base. Mm. You're square, but you're open to the field, so you already lost direction. Yeah, and Arod a- a- made the comment, which made me think he's just mentally struggling. Yeah, I'm sure because Arod just he kept on talking about his confidence like four or five different times throughout the game, mm. and so I think he may be just in a bad spot too. Yeah. Which I mean it would be. You just won the MVP what two years two ago. years ago. Mm-hmm. And now you can't even crack the starting lineup.
2: Yeah. Be yeah. tough. It's almost like it's almost like uh when uh Chris Davis was really good mm. and then like two years later he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. The Orioles one. Yeah. Orioles. Mm hmm. Yeah. Where he was like he then I think he led the league in home runs. Yeah. And then like two years later he was like Yeah, he couldn't even hit like Yeah, he, he was trash. Him.
0: That's a sad story. I've told you that one with the mm. Adderall prescription they took away and then he literally like couldn't even show up to the field on time.
2: Well, remember <laughs> me- remember when he was 2 they uh it was uh tobacco for a minute too. Yeah. It just kept being like one thing to the next.
0: Yeah, I remember cuz like the league you guys don't know to take like uh, Adderall or any type of stimulant or any type of prescription drug the league needs to approve it. And there was like I think it was 2000. It was when Tejada, Miguel Tejada also got banged for it that year. Mm. The league like renewed the basically what it takes to get uh, granted to use the sub the stimulants, and there was a handful of big leaguers that got banged for it. And that was the first year Chris Davis didn't have it. And then from there, if you look at the numbers, man, it just like plateaued for him, couldn't mm-hmm. even hit anymore. Yeah, but I like you said, there was other addiction stuff going on too, but yeah, it's just also there's
2: just there's just a lot of things going on too, and then like how you. Emotionally feel, then, you know, I'm sh- again, you got different hitting coaches going in and out. And then, you know, like the team wasn't very good. Yeah, they were like, I mean, bit. all the whole thing you go ends up going together. Like everything plays into everything. Yeah. Right. And like he's not moving really well. I don't know what he's doing in the weight room. Yeah. You know, like you got Probably so many much. things that are going on. Yeah.
0: I wonder I wonder what it's like being a big name like that, like an MVP candidate. And what they hold you accountable to as far as, like, weights. hmm Like, if they're just on their own. I imagine they would be, huh? Or do, or do you think the team has them?
2: Yeah. I mean... You may know I a little I know bit more than that than me. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, you take a guy like Yelich or something like that. Um, you know, he's not going to be a guy you're going to have, like, throwing around 400 pounds. In the yeah. In the, in, in, and that's why I think it's actually kind of funny because, like, you go to college level, it's like they make everybody in large, they make everybody like do all the same general workouts, yeah, pretty similar. And then also too, they make all of their players are kind of the same thing where like, you know, obviously it's a different level, but also something to consider the takeaway there is that first off that not all my guys. And then somebody would argue, well, what if you pushed some weight on, wouldn't he play? Better? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he'd maybe suck. Not. Maybe it'd be worse. Yeah. Especially. And I, and when I say maybe, I mean like it's reality of how you put it on. Right. If I just put on, if I just put on weight, just to put on weight, I've seen that obviously go really bad. Yeah. And then also another end of being like, I'm getting strong where, right? how, right. And you're putting all those things into it. Like that's a lot. There's a lot that goes into, you know, it's not just, let me just go put some weight on and lift some heavy weight and I'll be good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. But (laughs) yeah. So with that being said, I know that, you know, again, like in large, obviously, you know, it's just like any other team, like you're a rookie on the thing, you, you know, you're basically, and a lot of times I know like there's a lot of vets. I know that there's been a lot of vets and guys that I've trained where like, um, like had a guy on the Cubs and, and he'd be like, uh, Contreras and those guys would be like, Hey, like, we're going to go do yoga mm. or we're, we're going to go do this. Right. And like, they would kind of like pull them along with them. Yeah. So kind of like that guy's kind of like leading the show kind of mm. a little bit. I mean, obviously you have you know, required things that certain staffs are going to make yeah. guys do and kind of get on them. But also, too, like, I know that a lot of things are also like interpoliced. Yeah. You know, like, kind of like what the leader kind of wants to do. Yeah. Of those positions and some of those things as well. And then also, too, I mean, obviously, individual coaching staffs are are, are also different, right? Like, some yeah. guys are, you know, a little bit more loose and, you know, and, and it's also a little bit different when you're an MVP. Yeah. You know, it's just like when you're the best player on a team, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like you know, Miggy shows up a little late. You're like, yeah. Mm. And most
0: of the time, most of the time they're the best because they hold themselves accountable, so they don't have to worry about it. What I do wonder though is, like, do you think at some point the GM or I mean, it probably be talked about in the contract when you're first signing, but like, uh, like an intervention where it's like, Chris, what you're doing isn't right. We yeah. need we need to put our guys on you because obviously yeah. they're they're well like, I think they're independent contractors. Well, I think I think so. that's another
2: thing is too is I like. Other people need to do certain things. Like, for example, like. Miggy's like known to have a some alcohol issues. Mm. He's known to have some some things that are, you know, again, like he's not the b- most in shape. You know, he's he, it was notable last season when he came into like the covid year, you know, this covid season that he was in pretty good shape. Yeah. But he's been overweight many times again, like he's overweight right now. Yeah. Right. Um, but with that being said, I think that's the other thing is like, again, I, I'm saying this as a guy that grew up as a tryhard my entire life and like was always doing all these things is that I always believed that it was like, oh, well, like I needed to do all those things in some capacity to be able to like compete. Yeah. But also too, like, I think there's this over uh, look, if you're a coach, you got to know on this other side. There's a lot of your best players that don't work hard. Yep. They just don't.
0: I got a couple stories about that. They just don't oh, yeah.
2: work hard. And also, too, you're like, oh, well, that's why they won't make it. No. I know guys that are in the league yeah. that are really good that yeah. don't work hard. For sure. They're just really talented. Yep. And then there, there's that old statement, well, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Nope. No. <laughs> there, There's guys that will yeah. still whoop your ass. Yeah. Well, So
0: my favorite, too, is because I played with some guys that... Quote unquote, didn't work hard. Mm. It wasn't that they didn't work hard because when they worked, they worked their asses off. Like mm-hmm. they were better at everybody else at working hard. Mm-hmm. They just conserved energy more. That's literally what our second Jake Morgan, the year before you got there, would say is look, I'm saving my energy for game day. Like I know mm-hmm. when I show up, I'm going to play better than everybody else.
2: Like, yeah. And I also want to be a mindset though because that's the other thing too is you go in the phys- like, Physiology-wise, it's like yeah. In some ways, you're saving your energy. Also, in other ways, like bro, you'd be recovered by then. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it sounds it's good to have your mindset like that. But you know, at the same point, like there's yeah. a difference between mindset and like well, actual. The,
0: this guy showed up. He played in the SWAC. He might be able to find his stats. He broke uh, he broke most of Harper's stats in the league. Wood Bat league. didn't go to class. Tried to get drafted three, four, or five times. They wouldn't draft him. But the frustrating part for Dink was like he's the best player. In the NAIA, probably, and he's been the best player in junior college for two years. Mm. So it's like it kind of goes back to what we're talking about with big leaguers; like they're just good.
2: Yeah. Like well, how, and again, I I, if, I, if they're I know getting
0: it done. How do you hold them accountable?
2: Well, and I get the point of this as well. I get the point of being like, look, you're trying to do a culture for your team, and you're like, you can't let the best guys get away with everything, but you also got to recognize, like, in the world, uh, in the real world, it still works like that. It does. Yo. If you're my top sales guy and you, and you, I sell helicopters and you're the top sales and helicopters every single year, yeah, bro, you have privileges that other people don't have. That's the point of being the best. You get to do things and get away with certain things that other people don't get to get get away with. Right. And like when people say the opposite way and say, no, from the top to the bottom, you're going to do the same thing. It's like, yo, uh, that sounds good until that dude's making. Yeah is, is feeding your entire company or like all those other things. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's a point, I'm not saying you can do anything, Yeah. but at the same time, he's going to have a little bit more leeway well, than your other guys.
0: And my dad painted it this way. Cause when I first started to help him, he owned his painting company and me being Switzerland, Joe, you know, I like to play politics and keep everybody happy. I'd say that I'd be like, you're letting so-and-so get away with so much. And my dad would say, if I don't give them benefits, they'll all work the same. Mm. I know how hard he's going to work if I give him a little bit of leeway. Yeah. Where if I hold everybody to that standard or force him to say, hey, blah, 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 now he's, he's going to stop producing so much to make everybody else feel happy. Yeah. In society, we have that like uh, we, we participation trophy. Yeah. That's not how the world works. Like you're saying, if you're the best, you're going to have special perks. That's just the reality.
2: Yeah. Well, and also, too, it, the other side of being like with that is just like, how do I get my best players to perform at their highest? yeah right if i'm bogging somebody uh, gave this analogy i think this was really good you know how people always say like it's a different perspective on this because i've got oh i thought it was pretty interesting when the guy shared it was how you do anything is how you do everything right that's a common thing For that sure. everybody shares someone shared the obviously the other perspective as well of being like okay how just because i put off doing dishes just because i put off folding my laundry does that mean that i'm going to be a crap player does that mean I'm going to be on, does that mean that I'm not going to produce when it comes to how many sales I make this month? Mm-hmm. Because, or did I prioritize and put my energy into things yeah. that I think needed my energy and put a lot less energy into all these other areas that I felt like needed a lot less energy yep. so that I could produce for sure. And at that's, my highest level.
0: That's why I'd, the point you're making with Jake and Jordy, the two guys you had at Sterling, they were that way, mm-hmm. same way, mm-hmm. a little bit messy but when they came around to cleaning it up, they cleaned it up. Like they, that's how they were. It was like the task that I need to do right now, I'm giving it a hundred percent where some people will give like 20% all the time, all over the place. And now it's like getting halfway done sometimes. And yeah, I, I, and I agree. I think the best do that, honestly.
2: Yeah. Well, and I, and I also see, I think I get the point of like teaching a mindset of like, yo, like there's a certain level of excellence on how we do everything. You know, but I think that some, you know, it's like almost like that uh, one line from uh, Talladega Nights, right? Where he comes up, and he's like, yeah, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, that's the thing is just like, even when we pee, we're going to do it excellent. You know, like, there's that, that, that whole other mind, like, for do sure. your thing. Like, I hear you. Some guys need to be like that because if they yeah. go anywhere off that structured road, it's like all downhill. Right. Right. But that's not true for everybody. Yeah. Like. Some of the highest and highest, like the highest level of producers inside of teams that I've coached, players that I've coached in general, right, and then also some of my highest producers from a business side are not. They don't have everything else and all these other areas in order. In order, yeah. And they're not. You're, they're not going to be your top. Uh, you know, their house isn't going to be spotless, and they're not going to make their bed every morning, and they're not going to do all these other things. But like, yeah. yo, that dude gets it done. Yeah, you know, certain things might drain the, that individual, right? Especially like um, I noticed that a lot with like creatives. Yeah, you know, like creatives hate being bogged down by structural yeah. thought processes. Boxes. It, it 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 depletes them and actually drains their creative energy. It's so when you when you get that other that other side of being like, yo like you almost need to partner them with someone that is structured that can take care of all those other things so that you can let them be a creative. Yeah. You know? And so I think that that's also very important for, like, players in the same sense of being like, yo, like, this is where we come and being a team. Now, again, I know that, you know, in some in some sense, you definitely got to take care of yourself and do other stuff. But, dude, there's plenty of people that, like, that's a role they want to play. Yeah. For
0: sure. To your point, too, the same guy I told you about my dad, this guy would go ahead of everybody and sprint ahead of everybody, and he was partnered with a guy that would come back and was very monotonous. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying with creatives, break down the wall, and my team will come behind me mm-hmm. and patch it all up. Yeah, make it look pretty. Make it look pretty, dress it up, behind the logistics. That's what most innovators do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's just the big, I think that's just a big piece that I was like, you know, I think it's super important there is just like understanding that, that that's just not always the case.
0: Yeah. Well, it's people don't like to hear it. Yeah. Especially. And I understand why parents, I get it and I get it for coaches and teachers too, but do we want them to have like a, uh, self diluted perspective or do Mm. you want them prepared? Yeah. So when they well, get out in the real world, but here's they're prepared the, but, for But here, here's the what's thing. Gonna
2: happen. This this is this is what it really comes back down to though. If the kid okay, look, do it your way. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Yep. If you're my producer, again, if you're my sales guy, if you're not doing any of those other things and you're not taking care of your business, yeah, we're gonna have a conversation. For sure. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like, yo, like. Shoot, like, you guys have seen me do that as well, where, like, we've had guys in the company where it's like, oh, he shows up later, he does his other thing. Yeah, but, like, is he good? He gets does he, does he produce us a lot of money? Does he do all these other things? Like, yeah. okay, well, then I might deal with a guy being 30 minutes late, 20 yeah. minutes late. Well,
0: especially, too, we've talked about that, where one guy can work four hours and get twice as much done as the guy that works eight.
2: 100%. Or the guy can, or he gets a lot less done than you, than he, than you do, but he makes us a lot more money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's the other side is to also think of just being like, yo, yeah, that, I mean, for example, there's people that work way more hours than I do, Mm. but for sure, but with that being said, like, for example, like, yo, my mom, my mom's a savage. My mom works a lot of hours, right? Momma wakes up, goes and works for the school district. She works from, you know, again, she's at the school at like usually 8 a.m. She leaves at like, you know, three something or whatever that is, right? Goes and picks up my like nephews, goes right back to her second job and then works till 10 PM every day, Monday through Friday. Grinding it out. Grinding it. Yep. You know what the problem is? I make more money than she does in four hours a day. For sure. That's tough. It is. Right? But that's the other that's the other thing, though, is, again, like, yeah, you have to work more hours than I do to get to make that that same amount of money. But it also comes into the amount of value that you're bringing the business of the why they pay you what they pay you. Right. Because, again, the same thing, too. Like, again, her second job, she's working at Walmart. She's a greeter. How much money is a greeter making Walmart? Yep. For sure. Right. So then you've got to take in that other side and you've got to take in the full piece. Like, yeah, you're working a lot more hours, but also, too, you're providing a lot less value. Yeah. Right. The
0: managers know that in relation to coaching or playing baseball. It's exactly the argument I used to have with guys at Sterling. You're working your ass off, but you're saying you're doing it for Dinkle. Dink knows who the best player is. For sure. I used to say that. The coaches know. Yeah. Now, if you need to do it for yourself, that's yeah. a different story. Great, but stop doing things to make the coach happy when he knows you're the
2: greeter. Yeah, he knows you're not the sales guy. Yeah, be the greeter for sure. And also, too, bro. If again, I'm also not telling you not to work hard because again, I'm. This is again coming from a guy that was work hard. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter how much work I was going to do. Bo, I knew the first moment that I went to third base, Bo's playing third base. I knew the moment I got there, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Because, again, you also have to go the other side of that. Like I think some people like work in this, this area of delusion. Now, what was my job? My job was to be the best backup in the nation. Yeah. That was my job. My, in my head, it, when Bo comes out, I need to be ready yeah. that there isn't a big drop-off from me to him. Now, I know my role, though. I understand that I'm not going to start, nor do I want to start because it would hurt the team. Yeah. But if I have to start because the team needs me to start, I'm going to be ready to do so. Yeah. That's more where my brain is. Now, don't get me wrong. Am I going to come in and think that I'm going to instantly be uh, replace Bo Callis? No. Yeah. My job was I'm going to be as good as I can be. I'm going to be as ready as I can be to go in and play and, and, and produce for the team. Maybe it's, maybe you, you know, Tore your ACL or in the, I mean the season. And there was chances that
0: whole year, too, because I'm playing with my the UCL problem. Yeah. So I knew it was almost like a not like an anxiety thing, but I, I felt a little bit, too, because it wasn't just you. It was Stubbs, Pablo. We had a handful of guys that yep. were like, can he play? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it was like there it w- there was always a chance where j- your name might be in the lineup.
2: Yeah, 100%. Every day. And, that, and that's – so that's like a different thing of just being like – the difference, and I think there's layers here, is like – Knowing your role, knowing your role, doing the best to be at your – the be at your role. And also, two, what do you have to do to perform your best? Yeah. Those are all three different levels.
0: I think the first level you talked about, and Cody and I were actually talking about this this morning, so many people lack awareness that they wonder why they're the greeter and they're not the manager. For sure. That's the first problem you have here. Like just because you work in the same building doesn't mean – that w- that we're on operating at the same level it doesn't. Yeah, but majority of Americans, majority of people, view it that way.
2: Yeah. Well, and and that and that's it's like it's like Amazon. Yeah.
0: I, well, I could be Bezos. Then go be Bezos. <laughs> There's a reason you're not running the company, and you're complaining about getting fired, making 16 bucks an hour.
2: I couldn't get past the first sentence. <laughs>
0: The lack of awareness when you said that—I mean, that's it. People are so—they're deluded. They're delusional. I could be Bezos because they don't know what it takes.
2: I could be Bezos. Really got me. I'm sorry. I I could be Bezos. I could be Bezos, but you know what I'm choosing to do? Work at (laughs) packing (laughs) orders. I'm choosing to work for him instead. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Look, Uh, on the other end, like again, that's that's on you, player. Like if you. Can't look yourself in the mirror and say, "Yo, this is where I sit. I don't have these skills yet." You know, yeah. There's some really good things about the skill sets that I do have, for 100%. sure. You know what? And I'm gonna really do these things. And also, too, look. I told you this the other day. I told you this the other day. Um, uh, one of my my brother's business partners. He said he brought this line up. He goes, "We picked. We all picked careers." We all picked careers a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. This has just happened to where my career is that we all picked different. He was talking about because he was like, he was like, uh, the company that my brother runs is a marble and granite company. And so they all like, he's got a bunch of installers, right? Yeah. And they all work. He's the investor and he does like a lot of their HR stuff and a lot of those other things. And so one of the guys was talking about like how hard it is. And he's like, man, you should come out here and do it. He's like, bro, we all picked careers a long time ago. We all picked, we all went on our own ventures and how we wanted to do things and all that a long time ago. Like, I know my role. I I don't want to do that. That's why I didn't do that. Yeah, like that's why I picked a different career path. That's why I found different ways to make money. That's why I took all Definitely. the risks that I did because, you know, of X, Y, and Z, right? Like yep. that's I also knew my skill set. I knew where my most amount of value that I was be able to provide was going to be in this other area. That's why I did this. Right. You know. So I think that's another thing as well as like on the other side it's just like realizing that of being like, okay, like yo, like they come back to our last episode like it's your fault, right? Like if if this is where you are and like this is like this is the skill set that you have, right? You always have the opportunity to develop your skill set and become something very valuable. Yeah. Everything that is very valuable at one point was not. Yeah. At one point it wasn't.
0: And everything that was at one point may not be now. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, how many players kind of for everybody, players, teammates, and now in the real world, people struggle in certain roles cause they're trying to, they're aspiring to be something else. It's like the be where your feet are where it's like you could be the best assistant coach in the country, but you're Mm. too worried about being a head coach or you're too worried about being a content creator when you're the best editor. Mm. And we have this like uh, redirecting thing where it's like people don't people can't. One, I think it is an awareness and two, they just don't know what they're good at. I think a lot of people don't know what they're good at. Yeah. So it's like they see somebody that knows what they're good at and secure. Mm. Well, I could be that guy. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Can't be that guy because you don't even know who you are.
2: Well, and that's the thing. That guy didn't become that guy by trying to be you. Definitely. Now, instead, they, like, on the on the opposite end of that, that's why it's so important there is just, like, you're already in a losing battle when you're, like, you're in a losing battle. That's why I like, I th- I like the thing of, like, looking up, the, like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be, okay, that's okay. But the problem is is when, like, you go on the other end of, like, trying to be somebody else. Yep. Yep right? Like we all have unique skill sets. So the moment that you start trying to be someone else, you've already lost. Yeah. You know, it's like a business. You don't try to be Walmart. You yeah. take pieces of Walmart. There's things of that, that is very useful for you. And you can inter- bring into your own business, but you don't try to be Walmart because Walmart's going to kick your ass. Walmart's the best at being Walmart. Yeah. Cause they're Walmart. Their whole company is set up to be Walmart. Right you don't even understand why they're Walmart. You don't understand. You see the exterior of why Walmart is Walmart. You don't even know the inner workings of how, you know, like all of that that's going on. Yeah. So like, that's how the thing is like, you, you've you already lost. And that's where I think it comes back to the insecurity thing of like, when you're looking around and you're getting in this trap of comparison, right? Of like, Oh, well I want that. Or he has something that I don't, I, I, that I don't have, or she has something that I want or all these other things, right? Like there's a difference of like, And it's not saying not to desire anything, but there's a difference between wanting something and being okay with not having it. Yeah. There's two different things. And then also on the other end of that, just because I want something and you watch how somebody got something doesn't mean that you need to do the same things to get that same thing. Right. You need to use your skill set. For example, I might watch someone go, whoa, they got millions of dollars, blah, 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 blah," and they're a farmer. Does that mean I'm going to go start a farm? No, they just use their money to buy a Ferrari. Maybe the Ferrari is what I want, or whatever. But I'm going to go use my skill set to make my own thing yeah, and make your own way. And also realize too that different things are valued at different times, right? Like you were saying, and also too, and valued in different ways. What you really like to do might not make a lot of money. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah. As long as you understand as long that, as you're okay with that? Yeah. As long as you understand that, and at the end of the day, if that's your mindset that I need to go make a lot of money. There's a difference between again I still think that you need to have probably more so a like passion for business than it is for money. Yeah. Money money is a result. Yep. Not necessarily like a like um Money is a result though, right? It's like it's like watching a home run. You don't try to hit home runs. Yeah. Right? You do all the things that create home runs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's
0: like a um I like the philosophy of living, like we always hear it, living within your means, or just taking what I need. Because money, there'll never be enough of it. That's one of those things that'll never be enough. Lo- there'll be never be enough money, never be enough love. There'll, n- there'll never be enough of that mindset, where it's like those people that are high achievers that do it for money. Like Most of the time at the end of their life, they're, they're still the holder, there, trying to fill the void with something that's, that's uh, tangible. Mm-hmm. We talked about that, too. I can't remember what episode it was. Uh, maybe the blind spot one about, like, your passion or your why. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say, though, if you're trying to build a business, like, you need to have a passion outside of the outcome because you're not yeah. going to make money for, I mean, unless you're lucky. It takes time. Yeah. And you'll get exposed that way.
2: Yeah. Well, and on, on the other side of being like, like uh, we talked about this in, in church a couple weeks ago, we are talking about, like, whatever you make your master, you'll never have enough of it. So if you make money, your master, you'll never have enough money. Mm. If you make external things outside of you, your master, yeah, then you'll never have enough of it. So you have to be really careful what you make your master. If it's wins, if it's batting average, if it's um, shoes, if it's whatever you give your time, your talent, your resources yep. to, right, consistently, right? Like, let me see your bank account. Let me see your schedule. Right. Yep. I can see what you prioritize, whatever you make those things, those things end up becoming your master. Yeah. Right. And then, so that's why, again, from, uh, from the church standpoint, he was talking about like why it's important to make Jesus our master. Right. Because then we can never have enough of God. Right. Mm-hmm. But from what he's talking about and those other things is now when we make on those on those, uh, in those other areas, then we get in that place of, mm-hmm. you know, all of these external things that I need. Yep. Um, and again, just to fill the hole there is again, from the, the church's perspective that he was talking about is like Jesus being within us. It's an inner thing. Yeah. It's a right? thing. Yeah. It's well, a, it's me- uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where I'm, you know, again, he's within me. That's my fulfillment. Yeah. It's not, it's not from all of these external things that again, like you can take my money, you can take my car, you can take my shoes, you could take my batting average, you could take my career, you could take, you could take all those other things. Yeah. And again, like, because it's not my master, like. Not saying that I I wouldn't like, not saying that I wouldn't have to adjust. Obviously I would have to adjust, but with that, and also too, not to say there wouldn't be any emotions attached there, but also too, would it destroy you or would you, you know, have this emptiness that comes with My grandpa
0: used to say that my grandpa was LDS, baptized Mormon uh, when he was like, I can't remember, thirties. He had a great perspective. He'd always say, make sure your house is in order. And Mm -hmm. growing up, I always thought he meant like his house, Mm -hmm. the physical house. Yeah. And as I got older, he'd always say, like, make sure your house is in order. And I'd be like, but the house is clean. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he'd say, like, make sure your house is in order Mm. because then it doesn't matter what else is going on around you. For sure. And if there's a link in the chain. Yeah. With you find yourself chasing money, cars. Yeah. Your house is not in order. Yeah. Better your house in your yard will take care of itself. Yeah. That's what he used to say. I mean, obviously, you need to go out and do the work. Yeah. your house isn't in order, it doesn't no, yeah. really
2: matter what's going on around you. Yeah, it's an inside job. It's an inside you know, that's job. yeah, it's like success is an inside job. And that's the same thing too. I think I'm pretty sure it's in, in Romans where they talk about that about like how if you want to like lead the church, like first you need to lead your household. Yeah. You know, and again, like get your house in order. Yeah. You know? So Well, the,
0: you want to know how somebody's doing internally, just watch how they treat people.
2: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah.
0: You know, if you if you if people are telling you you you, you don't give me love, you probably don't love yourself. Yeah if you're bitter, you're angry. We're yeah. talking about that this morning too. Like, it's it's a res- it's a mirror. Yeah. People around us are mirrors of how we feel of ourselves.
2: Hundred percent. Well, and and that's where it comes back to the again, like hurt people hurt people. Yep. And then also the the point of um, what was I was gonna say. I was gonna say something else. Reach in there. Trying to think of what I was thinking about. I'll, f- I'll dig well it out. While he's
0: thinking and. about that, Cody, why don't you share the th- the A B thing you shared this morning? I like that.
3: Oh, the A D or A B paradigm? Yeah. 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 uh can throw the camera for me. Yeah, so uh, I started, there's an app called Vision Pursue, and my mom's boss um, introduced it to me uh, just um, through college, had a lot of uh, anxiety, uh, tried to do really well in class, tried to do really well on the field, Um, you know, wanted people to like me, all that type of stuff. And um, my mom's boss was fairly young, owned his own business, very successful, and uh, just always seemed like very at peace with everything. And, uh, I was kind of talking to him about it. He introduced me to this app called vision pursue and uh, a guy who played safety for the Kansas city chiefs, uh, as a, as a big part of it. And he was talking about, uh, he always used to be like the hardest worker was the first one in last one out type of guy. felt like he took every rep 110%, uh, lifted, you know, took care of his body, but always felt at the end of the day that he did it. He didn't do enough. Like there was always something more to do to be the best he could be. And, uh, And he kind of got into this, uh, like the mindset. Um, and it's, it's a combination of a lot of things like mindfulness, meditation, uh, your spirituality, uh, physical exercise, journaling, all these different tools that he yeah diet that he uses. Um, it's not just one. Um, but he brought up, it's called the AB paradigm. And he was talking about how, um, people are always trying to chase B. So they, they are the A and they're trying to chase B, but B always changes. You know, like you guys said, money, like money always changes. Um, like results always change. You know, oh, I'm chasing batting average. Now I'm chasing home runs. You know, it always changes. So then you're always on this constant search for B when uh, you need to focus on it just expanding your A. And through time when your A, your process um, expands, you'll achieve all of these different Bs without having to chase mm. them all separately. Yeah. And then, you That's know, good. then you're not so focused on um the result and you're not letting that result become you and you're focused on you and your process and um you know not letting the highs and the lows take over when you know this is your focus it's grounded and now that's expanding and that's how you achieve your results yeah um is by expanding that process and that's yeah. been a big part that helped him kind of get to the point i mean he wasn't ever the best player in his team by any means yeah but it helped him come to peace with Probably I was doing enough.
0: Probably helped him come to peace and realize I was my best. That just wasn't the best on the team. Yeah. That's yeah. okay, too. Like, as coaches, we always talk about that. Like, you might not be the best hitting coach, but you can be the best you can be as a hitting coach. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. If you're not okay with that, then you're never going to be okay. Yeah. Because you're just yeah. not, you just don't have that skill set.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think that's the, society preaches this, like, obsession type thing, which is, got to be careful yeah. because there it becomes it feeds into your life and there's just becomes this thing of like, again, I'm always chasing all these bees, which again, from biblically, what I was thinking about as you're talking there was like, you know, first, seek, first, seek the kingdom and all everything mm-hmm. else will be added to you. Mm-hmm. So like that same mindset of like, why is that verse important is the again, first, seek the kingdom, first, seek your a right mm-hmm. first, seek what's going on inside of me first, seek uh, God. And then those things, all of those other things will be added to me. I won't be so in search of like, I need money and all these other things because those will all be byproducts. A lot of times the reason that I am not hitting for average or I'm not hitting for home runs or I'm not doing all those things is because I'm trying to go and get them. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm actually corrupting myself mm-hmm. by trying to do, to work on, um, in search of these results when in reality I should be in search of my process that creates the results. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I've, I've heard you talk about, um, kind of like transactional which is something like I was the same way as you kind of a try hard mm. um you know if you spend more time taking ground balls then you know you'll eventually get to that that point where you'll be the best at taking ground balls mm. and it always felt like you know someone would come in like for example last year I had a kid come in and he was just he's just nasty mm. and he's ended up playing shortstop it's like you no know, matter how many ground balls I took I still can't throw 91 across the diamond like he can mm. so he's gonna play and like I always viewed it as transactional like oh if I just go take 200 ground balls I'm going to be better than him mm. and I felt I felt like that's where the the B the A to B paradigm kind of really applied to me like I was focused on the B just trying to be better than him rather mm-hmm. than being the best I could be yeah and yeah. in all reality uh, when I took that many ground balls I, I mean it put a lot more pressure on me to be better yeah. and then I got worse <laughs> yeah you can no yeah.
0: longer be your best self because you're trying to be Better than somebody than else. someone else
2: yeah well and that's where I think it comes back into the other side as well of being like I, I I like I like when what you want I love when like God does that with like what you want he like gives it to you at some point so that you can realize that that's not it mm. mm-hmm. you know like so it's like that other thing it's like I want to be better than this guy and then you get better than him and then you're like mm-hmm Well, that wasn't it. Or, oh man, all I want is to win a championship, Mm -hmm. and then you win the championship, and then you are like, I thought it was gonna feel different, yeah, you know. And then you are like, oh, and then like I am gonna go do all these workouts, and then like boom, I'll feel in shape. And then I again, like I've done this so many times. This actually was a big thing for, and coaches, I am sure, in that same way for like your guys and like how you view your own bodies and things like that as well. Being like, man, I remember my whole life it was like I was trying to get to this imaginary. How I wanted to be in shape, mm-hmm. right? And then I'd, then I'd be in shape enough, right? right? Mm. But then you look back and you're like, whoa, yo, I was in really good shape. But yeah. I remember back then thinking I needed to be in better shape, mm. and it was a never-ending, yeah, evolving, <laughs> never. There was nothing to act. There was no finish line. It was just me constantly. And some people are like, that's the thing, though. It's always the chase of, like, always trying to be in better shape. And I'm like, yeah, but also, too, there was a lot of bad mental things that came along with Mm. that.
0: Well, I was going to say, and I don't want to speak for you because we didn't go through the exact same thing. Yeah. But pretty similar circumstances as far as what we were doing to our bodies. And looking back on it, I wasn't healthy. Yeah. My body was telling me, you're strong, you're buff, but you're doing, you're cheating. You're taking shortcuts. And for me, it was always like uh, I knew that I wasn't as healthy as I could be subconsciously. Consciously, I thought I was doing what I needed to do. But looking back on it now, I mean, we made the comment the other day, I've lost 20 pounds and nowhere near as strong as I was, but I feel healthier. And I think a lot of players go through that coming out of playing. It's like I kind of treated my body like shit for a long time, Mm. but we were just doing what we knew we thought we needed to do to perform. And now it's like uh playing catch up a little bit there. Um but yeah, that's what I thought about when well, you were talking
2: about Well and and also to the other thing is being like there's this other mindset, uh one of my friends talks to me about this quite a bit, is having this deeper level of love for this capsule that's like carrying you through life, which is our mm-hmm. bodies, right? Like you have this deeper level of love for yourself of being like, yo, like, yo, this capsule everything you've ever experienced in your entire life has come from the capabilities of this capsule. Yep. Your ability to get you from place to place, your ability t- for it to heal itself, your ability for, again, like, the mind to process thoughts and, like, all of these other things, you know? And so, like, then there's this deeper level of appreciation of being like, yeah, like, I want to work out. Like, yeah, like, I want to be healthy and these other things. But also, too, again, I can want, I can want or have... Um, admiration or um you know or desire for aspire you know or aspire to 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 be better but also that being said it doesn't mean that i love myself less now
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know and that there's another there's another part of that as well and again like i know for some people um like that's like a deeper level of conversation of being like like it's like it's something we run past of like oh like i love myself well yeah but it's not again it's not a check mark right we talked about that so many times on the podcast that these things aren't check marks there's it's a It is tough, though, to your point. Um, They say that,
0: I mean, it's all manifestation. Everything is, uh, your body is usually a reflection of your mental state, too. Yeah. So a lot of people that are maybe a little bit overweight, um, and not all cases of diabetes, but diabetes, a lot of it is an emotional state. Mm -hmm. You are depressed. You are anxious. You uh, do have trauma you haven't dealt with. So a lot of those people do have trouble loving themselves. Yeah. Just because of the lack of awareness. So it's not yeah. it's not they're choosing yeah. actively to do that. Yeah. It's a subconscious thing well, where they're struggling with these barriers. that They yeah. just don't They need help. Yeah. And then also it's it like out.
2: a compounding effect. Then also when you're not in good shape, obviously you start viewing yourself as less. Yeah. And then it just builds and builds and well, there's like this.
0: And physically, even if they're not aware. Yeah. It's just tough to do that. Yeah. If I'm heavy, the last thing I want to do is go jog. Yeah. Or I don't even have the libido and the drive to get up and go to the gym. It's not even, yeah, it's not even the emotional thing at that point. And you have a physical, yeah. Uh, you know, it's momentum, hard. It's
2: hard. Mo- momentum works both ways. There actually is a guy that did this. I was actually, I was watching this guy the other day that was talking about this, how he was a personal trainer and like really good shape, you know, some eight pack, like whatever. Right. He was like crazy good shape. And so I had all these clients and they're talking about how hard it is to do a lot of things or to cut cravings or to cut all these other things and he's just like all right well i'll show you that i could do it so he got really like really big and out of shape like purposely got really big out of shape ate what he wanted ate a whole bunch of sugars all those other things right and then um tried to get back in shape and he was like dude it was crazy hard because he again, had these before he didn't eat those things. So like when it was like to cut out a soda, like there, I don't even eat soda. I don't even drink soda. So who yeah. cares? Or like to cut out sugar. It's like, well, I don't really have a lot of sugar. So if I have a little sugar one day and then cut it out the next day, it's not a big deal. Right. But then when you're doing it like consistently and then your body, and again, all those adaptations start to happen, your body starts to rely on some of those things and those cravings to uh, be able to, 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 get your body to do it. you know your daily activities now cutting those things out and getting your body back to this other state is much harder because again momentum works both ways it works for you but it can also work against you yeah and so i think that that's like the other side of that is like to your point is that there is much more going on too where there actually becomes um a reliance yeah from a physiological standpoint well, on it, on things as well the
0: physiological standpoint it just it literally you're literally changing your hormones yeah. an actual hormone imbalance you, yeah. you lack testosterone some of those foods will completely kick off your pituitary hmm. you're no longer producing hgh your thyroid's down like there it doesn't really matter that guy probably wanted to go do that yeah but he just his hormone levels were literally depleted
2: yeah and then he and then to but to his credit he, he ended up out. yeah he ended up getting back in shape Yep. He ended up getting back in shape, but now he can have those, he has a different mindset when he's training his, his guys where he could go to his, basically his clients and be like, Hey, like, I know what that's like empathy right there. Yeah. I know exactly what it feels like to try yep. to kick some of these things and how hard it is from a physiological standpoint that you're fighting some of these other things, right? Where it's not just like, why can't you do it? Cause I can do it so easy. Well, you know, he actually put himself like physically, really, in their shoes. Yeah, uh, to be able to do that, he still had an advantage because he knew what it felt like and knew what he needed to do to get back. Yeah, but he still, saw it. he though. was on
0: the other side of the fence, so he knew for sure. Um, tying this in with the thing, I don't know if you guys saw that Derek Jeter segment they, they did with mm. Harold Reynolds. Yeah, he talked about a routine and how important that was, mm. and I think that that's the biggest thing I've taken away from my playing career is the routine and the importance of. Because it's it's training our bodies, it's training our mind. We're actually, literally, like scheduling the hormone levels. Yeah. If you can be consistent, mm-hmm. and I think that's why athletes primarily do so well after their careers is because they're just a little bit more disciplined than everybody. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's a discipline thing. That's, mm-hmm. just like Jeter said. He's like, I did the same routine for twenty three years. All it is is discipline.
2: Yeah. And that's a guy that yeah. was
0: talented, but I mean he, yeah, he was never. I mean he might not have ever been the best player on his team.
2: Yeah. I think that's the other thing is like, it's so often that great and talented people say, it was just this one thing, Mm. (laughs) you know, that was just like, well, yeah, but for me, I just had to focus on my discipline and then I was good. Right. Or, or I just had to focus on, I took 200 extra ground balls a day and that's what made me a great infielder. Right. When in reality like that, we always we, we've talked about a couple of times where um, typically really talented individuals or really uh, skilled at something, they usually don't know about the 80 percent. They're not aware of the 80% that they actually do that makes them successful, mm-hmm. but they are aware of the 20% that they are, that they do, that they had to really focus on to push them over the edge of being successful. Yeah. So they talk about that 20% and completely abandon the first 80% when, and then everybody tries to do the 20% and try to get the hundred percent result when yeah. in reality they're missing 80% yeah. of this equation here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I. Th- you guys some Cody?
3: Yeah. I was just going to say, well, also like the routine's important, but. I'd, I'd almost argue that there's value in all of the players or anyone's ability to be able to handle what's not a part of their routine. So I mean, if you just follow this routine mm. and you get scheduled in that, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the infamous play where he, you know, p- under the f- he, you know, yeah, the shovel passes shoveled. the. I yeah. mean, I can't, I can't imagine that that was a Even routine. Never practiced you know, it in never. His life. Yeah, and so yeah, this routine's important to him, but. Mm. His ability to act off script yeah. was what made him great. Yeah, for sure. Know? And
2: and I think that's that's where you go back to the other point of being like in the game a game of adaptability. Within structure gives me flexibility, mm. and so like what I mean by that is that we used to talk about this with how we program. So like how we would program, especially for in-house guys, you know, we'd have our uh, prep work or um, movement work. And then we would have our patterning work, and then we would have our task work, and then within all of that, we would have you know beginner, intermediate, and advanced um, off of those as well. And then so how we would bucket guys and say, hey, you're going to do uh, beginner movement, maybe intermediate pattern work, and then maybe beginning task work, right? So and then I would maybe take out one thing from uh, within movement work and say, hey, instead of you know uh, med ball step backs, you're going to do. X. So what happened was, is the structure, right, gave me the ability to be adjustable with all of my athletes because I already had an overall structure going and everybody knew in large what everybody's going to do. Where again, if I missed, if he didn't do that one thing that day, we're still okay. Everything's still fine. But if I didn't have the immediate structure, I didn't go to each guy, go individual things for every single dude and say, Hey, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. No, we're still bucketing, but then we're also making it individualized by putting people one in the first adjustability by putting them in a beginning, intermediate or advanced. And then also two, throughout our day going off of that base infrastructure and then changing out individual items mm-hmm. for what they were doing. So I think like, and again, the same thing for guys within a routine, that's why I talk about like T work or staple work being so important. Like the, to his point is that, yeah, there is some crazy stuff that's going to happen every day. Um, plays that I've never practiced or never all those other things, but like some people would argue, well, I have to practice that play to be good at it. Well, he no. never practiced yeah. that play to be good at it. There's obviously skill transfer, mm-hmm. right? And there's skill transfer where he maybe practiced that skill, which is, would be again running across the field, catching a ball, and mm-hmm. then flipping. Yeah. But he never did that exact task that they asked him to do. There, yeah. he just practiced all the little tasks. And had that infrastructure and then, you know, obviously put that yep. in mind with his mindset and all those other things. And,
0: yeah, when you know. you're, I think for him, and I don't want to speak, this is my assumption of him. A guy that was good but not always the best. He knew if I was disciplined and did what I need to do, that frees up my mind for the sixth tool. I don't need to worry about this backhand play because I've done it a hundred times. I don't need to worry about the forehand play because I've done it a hundred times, thousand million times. And then when the opportunity arises, he's, he's free. Mm-hmm. He's worked enough to mm-hmm. know. I'll just react to the game. And I don't know about you, but there were times defensively where I was sitting here thinking about the fundamentals because I thought I wasn't prepared.
2: Yeah, and that's that's where I wanted, and I think to your point too earlier and literally what you just said there, is that, but okay, and I want to paint this picture. Yo, Bo and I were always taking extra ground balls. You
0: took more than me, though.
2: Uh, but, well, I had to, guards. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I had, I'm
0: not going to lie. Sometimes I would be like watching these fools being like, y'all working too damn hard <laughs> over no, here.
2: No, no. I honestly, <laughs> for me, for me with that, though, is again, it's so funny. I think at different uh, perspectives is I didn't take mass fungo like that until um, until I got to Pine Bluff. Because uh-huh. when I was in junior college and high school, they had me playing so many different positions. And then also we had limited coaches because our teams weren't that good. Yeah. So I didn't get a lot of fungo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then all of a sudden I got to a Pine Bluff and then they threw me at third and I'm like, yo, like I can take 30 minutes straight of ground balls, that's hype. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where they're just hitting me ground balls and I'm just doing mass fun. Like like that was, yeah, that was like wild to me. Like I never had that opportunity, right? So then now all of a sudden, and then I got big jumps and how good I was at fielding ground balls because all of a sudden I started taking a lot more ground balls. So I I got way better, right? So, but then, but then, By the time the problem is, though, is by the time I end up getting to Sterling, you think of how many ground balls you've taken compared to how many I have, yeah. Even if you did it for a whole year more than I did, on top of already being more athletic than I was, and like all those other things, yeah. But and 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 to that, I also knew that that was a weakness of mine is that I'm like, okay, like the only I, I need to be able to, I had a cannon. Yeah. Right. But I was just like, well, at that point I was hurt, but still, still like, threw the ball well. you know, I still, I, I still, I, I still threw, even with a freaking torn shoulder, I could throw the ball across yeah. the diamond a lot harder than most guys. Yeah, you had a good arm. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, I have no problem. I, I just literally yeah. need to keep the ball in front of me.
0: It's kind of, we're kind of far in. I don't want to open up too big of a rabbit hole, but this is, Sorry, some, we're going Joe Rogan on this bad boy. This is something boy. that Cody time. and I talked about got Joe Rogan. you mentioned it too, about just barely about, um, how many ground balls I took. Yeah, we talked about playing multiple sports or just playing the game and our practices when I was younger were like a game like Mm -hmm. I've been taking mass fungo since I was like 10. Mm -hmm. But I also played for a big leaguer. Mm -hmm. So like when I got to high school and we weren't doing that, Mm -hmm. we started doing it because we had two guys that that did
2: that. Let's just quickly hold that thought. I want to differentiate what I consider mass fungo compared to ground balls. what a lot of people think mass fungo is, especially yeah. at a youth level. Yep. So mass fungo, the difference between mass fungo and taking ground balls is obviously when they put mass in front of it. Like I'm taking hundreds of reps Within 30 minutes. So when you, if you're just hitting ground balls every part of your field and hitting balls to the alpha, no, no, no. I have a designated guy between me and one other person. And I'm getting rep after rep after rep after yeah. rep after rep. That is very different than like, oh, we did team defense yeah. and we took 10 ground balls this whole time. No, I yeah, took. I'm lucky. I took 10 yeah. in like freaking two minutes.
0: Yeah, we had a designated hitter for us. We had yeah. like five or six guys hitting fungos. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to differentiate that because yeah. I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we're going to do mass fungo. And well, then they don't understand when I'm talking about like how many ground balls that I'm actually taking.
0: And that's why like um, I, I don't want to sound like a fairy, but like Phil was so big for me because mm-hmm. when I was younger and developing those, the proprioception, connect, like g- gaining awareness from mm-hmm. my body, I was taking ground balls, a lot of ground balls. Mm-hmm. So like, I knew what it felt like. And I wasn't always taught either my coach hit it hard and I'd be like, get it in your glove. Mm-hmm. Don't hit it in your body. Get your hand out of there and get it in your glove mm-hmm. for five, six years. Yeah. So like, uh, I could teach it better now, but at the time it was all Phil. Even when I was at Sterling, we'd talk and I'd be like, mm. you know, you just get your body in this position, get mm. around it. Like, cause, it cause that, all I, I'd finger. be
2: asking, I'd be asking Bo, I'd be like, yo, like on this particular Pablo was awesome at that. Yeah, he had Pablo great, he had great and fill. Pablo and Bo were different. Yeah. Uh, pa- um, um, I was Bo, just a little bit more athletic. Bo was a little <laughs> bit more athletic and he would just do it. Like he'd do this certain play, like a certain like backhand across his body or something like that with like a bare hand or, or whatever, this certain angle, right? And then also, I, when you're playing third base and you start getting into depth, where I field it with how hard the balls hit. And also, too, sometimes when I would have to go, like, even if it's hit harder, I had to go get it. Yeah. Like more aggressively than you normally would want to because of either, you know, a number of variables, like the guy obviously that's running, but also too with the angles that I had to be able to throw the ball to first base to make sure that I limited my errors on throwing because how that guy's running down the line, I have a limited window to actually hit it where I needed to go. So we would talk more in depth on like, Hey, yeah, you can wait for this ball, but also your angle is going to be different. And so we we would go yeah. like in the weeds of like understanding like all that. You A know, lot of when it too, to your though. point
0: there and kind of what I mentioned with Cody the other day, the internal clock, people don't develop it until late mm-hmm. in my opinion because it's just not talked about mm. and you don't practice it. Even mass fungo, like doing it with the thought process, I have X amount of time and you develop the awareness. Like mm. I'm not thinking about that in the game, No, but you're but reading the ball and you're like, i got to go get this yeah. because you I've gotta, practiced this exact situation, Yeah, maybe not consciously, but by taking yeah. a million ground balls, knowing I have this amount of time, okay, I need to get it on the back end and I better get rid of it. Yeah. If I throw it away, he's safe anyways. Yeah.
2: I mean, you basically are like coaches practice that with that, like basically like three and a half seconds. Four, four seconds is like standard, but that's right. when the guys hit the back. Yeah. Like, that's your fast guys. Like, there's guys that can get under, get down the line another four seconds. So, really, you need to get it there in, like, 3.5 to 3.7. You know, it's, like, we really need to get to, from the ball. By the time the ball hits the bat, by the time it's in, in the first baseman's glove, that's when it needs to be. Yeah. So, guys do that with, like, stopwatches, right? Like, they hear the crack of the bat, cr- you know, and the crack of the glove. Like, that's – and you're timing that. So, you could, you could, you could train it. Yeah. But, like you're saying, like, also a lot of it's feel. Like, I used to – again, when I was younger – then I had that clock in my head, but, like, dude, I didn't have any awareness. Yeah. The guy at the plate's 250 pounds, and, you know, he's a high school kid, and he's going to take him six seconds to get down the line. I, I could play this ball different. Yep. You know, I can wait for the one more hop and then make an easy throw to first base, and we're good. Yep. So, so th- then, you, you know, you develop all these other skills of understanding, yeah. like, how to make the best play.
0: I think that's why I love Arenado. I love watching him play defense because he doesn't always do that necessarily. Like he'll complete the play. Like it's still like he's got four seconds mm-hmm. and I, that's where I'd get myself in trouble playing is that yeah. I would think that, and I had enough awareness to be like this guy's slow. Yeah. But now I'm taking three shuffles, drop mm-hmm. my elbow slot down and I freaking throw it over the fence. Cause yeah. I took my time. Well, and that's, and that's the other <laughs> thing.
2: That's the other thing too, where again, like that's where it gets in depth and indifferent and is like some guys again, have to always play aggressive because then they start sitting on their heels and yeah. they're like, I'm going to wait for this ball because I have time. There's a difference between that and being like, okay, like for example, when I used to catch and a guy like one time it was like ball in the dirt and I scooped it and the guy's like, again, 250 pounds running the second base. And so I scooped it and then try to throw a rocket to second, I would have threw him out by freaking 40 feet. You could have ran and right? tagged him yeah, in. Yeah, and my ball had so much, you know, spin on it, right? It had arm side run, and it ran six feet up the line, and now he's safe at second base, where it's like, I literally could have threw a lollipop to second base, and I would have had the guy out, yeah. right? So, like, that was, like, one of those scenarios that I remember, like, in my head, like, that I'm like, yo, like, again, I I scooped it, he read ball in the dirt, but yeah. I scooped it, and, and all, again, set my feet, make a nice, clean throw across the diamond, like, we would yeah. have had them easy money. Just play mm-hmm. catch, yeah. you know? So, that, like, that, that's the thing of, like, again, like, smooth is fast. You know, fast is smooth. That's why, know.
0: I mean, I like it, too, because I don't know about you, Joe. But, like, um, we've talked about coaching and the pressure and the constraints that we feel that let prevent us from performing. A lot of that, like you were saying, was putting me in a box of, like, you only have four seconds. Or, yeah. you know, now I'm swimming as opposed to, like, playing the game. that we talked about the other day. Is like, you just need to play the game more. Especially younger, like develop the feel. They're
2: playing a lot of games now, though. What do you think? They are. They're playing a lot of games. They're playing. They're playing way more games but than when not, you and I but were younger. But they're not though. really
0: playing the game. It's it's, it's very it's like prospect a, like. Yeah, yeah it's it's I hear like you. It's not playing. And when I say playing, I mean more like I don't know if you were this way. We would play wolf football in my front yard all the time. Every mm. day we played wolf football mm. for three or four hours. I played a lot of wolf football. Like play the game. Play pickle. Play. Yeah. Hot yeah. box play mm-hmm. develop. Feel. I think not, not I like think, games because the games now too. It's so transactional. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say. I, I was gonna say it also. It really comes back to a lot of things though. Is just also having a really good coach. It does because this is the thing. Is like my players, for example, were like super savvy when I was in when I we at for a high school level. Yeah. Because we were talking, the things I was talking about with my shortstop and my second baseman were like, you know, like certain, certain individual plays like, hey, on something like that, yeah. this is when we would want to run X, Y, and Z. And then this is why we'd call this and this type of timing pick. And this is why we would do, because look at who you got on the mound. Is he very athletic? Yeah. No, it's probably not a really good time to call this certain play. Right. But let's say we have, X, you know, stubs on the mound or whatever, yeah. right? Or whatever something's happening where I have a really good, you know, athletic guy on the mound that's really a position player or he's a two-way guy, we can do something different with this guy just because, again, like, you know, know who know, yeah. or, know our, our teammates and who's going to be, you you're, know, the you're, ho- odds you're teaching and probability. Them,
0: you're teaching them how to have feel and how to, have, how, to, how to develop the sixth tool. Yeah. A lot of coaches, and this is my theory, we used to say at Sterling, was a lot of, co- a lot of coaches didn't have that tool mm-hmm. and a lot of coaches didn't have feel. So of course they're not gonna be able to coach it no, you or can't. they're not gonna prioritize well, it. And
2: and also too, you might have not have been like, why was Pablo so good is because at that when I asked him questions on like I had feel of knowing, yo, I'm not moving like Bo is on that ball and I can't create the same angle that he's creating. So what am I doing? Yeah. Right. And that's how my brain worked. So then I would go to you and you'd be like, well, yeah, you know, I kind of just
0: got to put your body in this position yeah, and I and just, like you know, you know like, a sh- shotgun it from your hip. I can't do that. You well, know, so what do you, need I me know to
2: exactly. Do? Right. And then also too, to be fair, I don't want to paint that as a picture that you just didn't think about anything cause we, we did have a lot of deep conversations, but Pablo was on another like yeah. level. Like he was aware of it yeah, in that moment. And he was like another infield coach literally for our whole team. Yeah. He would set up drills or when we we're doing mass fungo he would say hey we're gonna take this type of ground ball we'd tell the mass fungo guy like hey we want to like a mid-level like backhand that we have to come and get field like backhand and like go across the body or we want to practice a certain type of hop or um you know and we would do these things and practice things in particular like, like specific things that we were working on yeah and so like especially if like he saw a deficiency like he was really good at looking around the team and, like, our infielders and being like, oh, yeah, he's really bad at that one play. Yeah. Right? Like, for example, example like, Stubbs was really bad at a lot of plays, but he was stupid athletic. Yeah, he'd like, make up for it. Yeah, dude. You remember yeah. all the barehand crazy stuff he would yeah. do? He would just, like, the ball would hop or he'd put himself in a bad dude. position and just barehand it.
0: Well, his awareness, too, man, like, for I don't know how, because going to his left, he struggled sometimes. Yeah. But his awareness was so good, he turned that ball. Like he would backhand it this way sometimes.
2: 100%. Because he was, I
0: mean, he knew his deficiency.
2: Cody, I'm not kidding you. I'm talking about like, think of like a normal ground ball. Normal ground ball. He overruns it or something. The ball hops and he would just. Barehanded. Barehanded. <laughs> and then throw the guy out across the diamond like like he had a mitt yeah. on his other hand. Like yeah. we would just be like, and he would some of the like crazy hops. He would just get a bad hop, and he would just barehand it, dude. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, would like it was legit. he was, and and again like yeah. he and, and he and he and then also uh, like I said, he might mess up a routine ball because he was like he'd run pass balls yeah. all the time. Like he'd overrun balls <laughs> yeah. all the time. That but was he was like a really and again like our other our other guy like Pablo wasn't as athletic but he was like he was like um it's like jeter it's like jeter in the way of he's gonna make all of your routine plays Mm -hmm. yeah and he's not gonna uh, jeter you know uh, we talked about this as well this is one of my coaches arguments but i I used to say this all the time right like really good shortstops they make most plays look routine Mm. right where i'm just gonna throw this out here this is gonna start a whole nother can of worms (laughs) but And I agree with my coach that he would say this: Jeter had to do the backhand jump throw so much because he was slow to his right. Hmm. That's what he used to say. That like again, like why does he have to do that play so much? I I would I would I'm not I'm not saying I'm I'm just opening it up, but it's just like again, like think about it, like most guys, like for example, and I'm this is a whole other can of worms. Him diving into the stands, yeah. What would most guys do in that scenario? They'd slide,
0: mm. yeah, or yeah, do something.
2: They'd slide, duck and
0: hit the wall, or yeah, yeah or something. or or.
2: But but think about it, right? If me and you were running to a corner, right? Like, because we used to do this, right? We're running to a corner on a on a ball like that. Yeah, we're gonna slide. slide and yeah, probably like, and and, and going into the and a lot of guys do that, right? And it, don't get me wrong, like probably. do your thing, right? If he's in full, I know I get it. He's in full stride. He was like outreach and he catches the ball like the whole thing. Yeah, and again, like great for him, like you made the play. But also, with that being said, right, like you you got hurt. Yeah. Right. So you also got to make the next play. Now, if you're out as a shortstop, I wonder. You know, like there's a lot going on there, but still their, all those stuff.
0: To the last point before I talk about the backhand. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because I actually um, we, this is in high school. It was a football, but it 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 works because there's a we played at Juan Diego, and they had a uh, fence that was like knee height. And our, it was pretty close to the out of bounds line. Mm. So our coach would always or the uh, out of bounds <laughs> <Side> line. <laughs> no, this is this is football. Oh, oh okay. Sideline, sideline, sideline. And it. so our coach would always say, if you catch a ball in the corner mm. and you get close to the fence, mm-hmm. jump over or dive. Yeah. Because I don't want you to hit it with your knee and flip over, yeah. tear your ACL or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, as a Jeter fan, as a Yankee fan, I want to give him the benefit so of the doubt I. and saying he was trying to. Try not to hurt himself, but at the same time, yeah, he man, caught he, it like he, six steps before the freaking thing. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I I, I want to say I want to say he took maybe two strides and then had to go into the stands. Yeah. So I mean, it, and, and when you watch it, I mean, it is really fast and like he's sprinting full speed. I'm not no, discrediting. Not, yeah, I'm not discrediting for that. Sure. But I just think in in large that a lot of in that play that a lot of the times like guys would just slide. Yeah, they would slide and catch the ball. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, for there's sure. a head drop. Maybe he misses the ball. Maybe a lot of things can yeah. happen. Do your yeah. thing, right? At the end of the day, you made the play. All great. But yeah. going back to the other thing of the backhand, yeah. is that he did do that play a yeah. lot.
0: Mm-hmm. I was gonna say a to lot. That. There's a
2: time and a place for that play, but he yeah. did that play a lot. That's known as his play. Yeah,
0: I-, I was gonna say depending on how one athletic and two confident you are, like um, for practice, like to your point about the the not. The routine plays, I felt like I needed to do, kind of like the discipline thing. So I could be free to make the play Pablo has to practice. Mm. Because I feel like I can just react to it. Yeah. Or I can't, the routine I need to do. So saying that with Jeter, um, I would think it would just be like a confidence and a a consistency thing. Because he would. He would slow down. Mm -hmm. And he would do it in throw it. Like yeah. He felt comfortable it was with like that his move play. for sure. Like yeah. he, it was just, he get it accurate. He could one hop it. it off the grass it was and better. boom. Yeah, and his was arm, skip. his arm wasn't the strongest either. Mm-mm. So it was like, I need to get rid of this. So yeah. the quickest way to get rid of this is to transfer it and throw it in the air mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, planting, getting up and trying to be a hero with my arm. He just didn't have the arm strength. hmm. Kind of like Pablo that way. Pablo practiced this play on the run mm. because his arm I wasn't was, very strong. I was going
2: to say that. I was saying that a lot of guys would solve that problem. Like the play that Jeter is usually making in the hole like that, a lot of shortstops go get it yeah. as they're backhanding and then throw across their body. Yeah. Um, or the opposite end, it's, again, guys feel it, stay on their back leg yeah. and throw a they rocket almost like one hop. They yeah. like
0: plant here and then throw it over. The, that's like what Simeon does, and he'll yeah. bounce
2: it. He'll bounce it. Bounce yeah. it. You know? Um, cause that's another thing. That's a whole other thing. We're, we're getting into some infield stuff here. Um, that was a whole nother thing is when I, I started teaching our, um, our infielders cause again, a lot of high school infielders have weak arms. Mm. So I used to talk yeah. about that and angles. So I used to talk about that with my middle infielders as well of when is a good time to bounce. Right. Yeah. And so at certain angles, especially when you're going like up the middle, and uh, backhands on cer- certain hard at hard angles. It's a really good uh, time to bounce it, and then learning where you need to bounce it on the field to get a good one hop to obviously to your first baseman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Because again, a lot of those guys are on the run and they don't have the arm strength, and they're spinning or whatever they're doing. And I'm like, dude, you're gonna short hop, or you know, you're gonna you're making it really hard on our first yeah, baseman. Yeah, and millet, our, and our first hop. baseman's were kind of like just like meatheads that could kind of yeah. swing it a little bit. Yeah. They weren't the best like picking. You know, high school first baseman's are not. Typically, the best at picking a lot of the balls, yeah. um, and the infield is kind of rough. So mm-hmm. you put all those things together. I'm like, but if you give them a good one hop, like again, you yeah. know, long hop, no yeah. hop, right? Like, yeah. like kind of that, m- that mindset is like a lot of those guys. We started talking about that. It's like, um, you know, it's, it could be a really good time to to one hop that ball.
0: And it still gives yeah. them a chance too for that that the depth that you're throwing it from. It's like uh, it gives your first base, like you're saying, it gives yeah. them a chance, even if it two hops, if it long hops, if it yeah. short hops, as opposed to you trying to airmail it. Yeah. And now it's, you, or know, like you it's going to get bounce. a bunch of, mm-hmm. you get a
2: bunch of spin on your ball, yeah. especially like when you're, sp- you're spinning up the middle, yeah. that one hand play up the yes. middle yeah. and then you're, you're throwing, you know, across your body and your ball's freaking yeah. hooking mm-hmm. towards the first baseman. That's a really hard ball to pick. It is. So like, again, if you could, if you could spend, put, take a little off, make it with like, you know, again, get some good spin on it yeah, let it just, you know, hop, hop into them. It's yeah. like, it's a lot easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? the, uh, the bouncing balls though. Cause I used to think that uh, I'd watch like um, Scott Rowland. Mm-hmm um arenado obviously machado like sometimes when they bounce it because i've heard people i'm watching the game with they're like that bounce i was on the other side of the pitcher's mount mm. like towards third base yeah but it's like you don't understand they're they they do not want to throw it away yeah they would rather miss short because it's going to be yeah. bang bang either way like i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna miss short so my first baseman could body it mm. if i try to be hero machado throws about 110 yeah if he airmails it it's Potentially three bases. Like yeah. I'm going to miss sure. short. That's yeah. just, when I played third, it was that way too. Like yeah. I'm going well, to, I'd rather and if hit the mound and have it skip.
2: Yeah. Well, and also the other thing is like, obviously what you're saying as well, like let's say it doesn't go into the stands, but let's say it kicks down the line. Right. Hopefully your right field is there, like backing up, but yeah. also too, your, your, your outfielder has got to be really good at reading the angle of the infielder 100%. of where the, you know, again, geometry, like where is it going to ricochet? Yeah. You know, and then also too with that, right? Like, again, it could hit something to kick a whole nother angle yeah. and he's over there playing against the fence and now it's in right field and yeah. there's nobody by it. I was going to say you know? that
0: because I know you played uh, a little bit of outfield too.
2: Yeah. My coaches
0: used to say that because I played everywhere. Yeah. And they'd always say that if the balls hit sprint. Yeah. I said, No. <laughs> I'm no not going to sprint. I, I said, no. I'd say, <laughs> well I, I'm going to see where he fills it, the angle he's at, and when it's out of his hand, yeah. I'll run to the spot. Mm. But I'm not just going to run. Just randomly run behind. Because, I mean, uh, that way, too, where, like, um, I'm sure you were that with being a tryhard. Mm. I was, too, growing up. It was like I was always in the right spot. Mm. Mm. Like, I'd back pick. Yeah. Y- you'd have be there, but it, it definitely wasn't because when they hit it, I sprinted to first base. No. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's I mean it's it's a good and, practice. And I, I
2: know it's a, I know it's a general thing for a lot of guys, like, hey, you need to be in this area and this is generally where the ball's gonna be. But when you really start to get into it, you have to watch again, if the third baseman is coming up to get a bunt, that's a much different angle than if he's throwing in the six hole. Mm. The ball's gonna ricochet yep. way different, or where you need to be to be backing up is in a whole other whole nother place. And then like I said, like everybody says everybody notices the backup when he's there to field it. But when he's there and the ball ricochets in another direction, like everybody just like, oh well, at least he was in the area. It's like, yeah, no, well, like, no, realistically, he should have been in the right area. The right area. And if you understand now, don't get me wrong, if the first baseman you know deflects it or any of that's a whole other ball yeah. game. But yeah. I'm talking about like a straight like overthrow or pass. You know, it goes right past the first baseman. He missed the scoop or whatever. Yeah, there is a certain area, especially if you know, yo, again, let's think about this, it, especially on a on a normal size field. If I'm playing right field, I'm probably, what, 275 feet into the outfield, at least? Probably. At least. At least, right? Maybe 280, right? 270, whatever that is, right? I have, again, remember, three and a half seconds. Yeah. To run all the way to where I need to be. Yeah. So most likely... I'm not actually going to be there for the backup. I'm yeah. going to be there for the ricochet. Mm. 100%. So if I'm going to be there for the ricochet, I'm not running to where he's going to miss it, but where he's going to miss it, it's going to hit the wall, and then I'm going to be there. And then I got to remember also, where does my this fielder typically miss? Yeah. For like for like you for example, right? You would drop a lot, so you know your ball is probably going to hook a lot more, mm. right? So I know that your ball is probably going to go to the right side of first base yeah. more often than it's going to go to the left side of first base, right? Yeah. Where certain guys like again, are going to miss, you know, they're more like, Stubbs is usually like more over the top. Yeah. So like, you know, his balls are more yeah, left side. To the left yeah, side. a lot of times it's more left side.
0: A lot of two times too, I want to put myself as the right fielder in the best position to throw. One, yeah. One. I know that they're probably going to get second. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm giving that base up more than likely. Yeah. I'm setting myself up to make a throw to third base. And I would always want to fill the ball off my left foot so I could spin and throw mm-hmm. it to third. So like a lot of people I see, too, I used to say this all the time with Sterling. I'm like, look, you're running the ball too far. You can't get around it a lot of times. You, you're going to catch it like in between. So now you're taking another step to try to reposition my hips. Mm. It's, just, it's just like we'd fill the ball to my left. If I'm running this way, it's almost better to fill it off my left side mm. than to handcuff me here. 100%. Mm. So wait for the angle position your body to spin and make a throw. Like mm. you watch those big leaguers that throw guys out in the outfield, mm. there isn't a lot of wasted
2: steps. It's no. like it's
0: in my glove and it's yeah. getting thrown.
2: Yeah, I gotta get it out of my hand. It's it just like just like the quarterback, like taking you know taking like we're talking they're talking about that with like Brady. I was talking to you about that the other day. Is like he's actually the quicker go. now the go. to get rid of the ball yeah. Uh, than he was when he was younger. Yeah, um, because he's working on how quickly he gets the ball and how mm. all these little extra movements that he was doing to get rid of these or get rid of the ball. And also too, the the game has gotten faster, so he's yeah. had to get better. He He's had to get better where he's like, I got to get the ball out of my hand quicker because first off, they know I'm Tom Brady. I'm going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to run, right? No. If I have to, and there's certain scenarios, sure, but I'm not, you know, Michael Vick no. or something, right? Like I'm going to have to, th- I'm going to throw the ball. So guys are trying to obviously, he's got to get the ball out of his hand quick because that's what they they know that what they're trying to do majority of the time. Yeah. So um, I think it's the same thing too, right? It's like the same thing with like pop times for catchers and all that stuff. You're trying to get rid of wasted movement always. Yeah. You know,
0: and the same with the Jeter play, like. They're putting themselves in the best position to throw, mm-hmm. almost every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like th- with feet goes back to our feet when we were talking about our fielding and how sometimes how we struggled. We're just trying to get the ball in our damn glove. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even thinking about making the throw. I need to get it in my glove. Yeah, there's so many kids that, uh, especially on those backup plays. Yeah, where it's like it snowballs because they're not in the best position. So then they try to hurry, and now that airmails on the other side. This mm-hmm. left f- the left fielder probably. Is in yep. center field playing paddock cake. Yeah. And now the ball's in the other and, corner and, and now you and know I
2: they've scored. I, I want to point this out as well. I know we're a little in the weeds here. <laughs> but also with that being said though, that was the level that we were playing at. Yeah. We were we we went to the World Series. We were a World well, Series team.
0: This is in the weeds, but this was this was the regular daily conversations in the locker room, for sure. How are we yeah. going to handle this if it kicks away into the corner, for sure? Yeah. Or um,
2: on this bunt defense, yeah. where does the second baseman need we to be if we I have the angle f- every day? Yeah. To throw. We were right. talking about this again, like like I said, we're, while we're taking mass fungo, I'd be over there. I'd, I always took it at a couple different positions. I think usually did yeah. second and third. Yeah. Usually did second and third. I usually did a little of all of it. <laughs> it was like, may put me in there at some point somewhere. Yeah. I think I did play every infield position yeah, at one did. point. Um, I, I thought you might have caught.
0: Maybe it was a bullpen.
2: It was probably a bullpen. I used to catch when I was younger. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so, like, I would go take ground balls with everybody. And I also was trying to learn from everybody. Like, Pablo played short, so I like to go over there with him a lot. And so I played some short with him. And then, um, again, obviously at third, like, there's just, you know, there's different angles. There's different things you have to be worried about at different positions. Also, too, yo, if you're not used to playing third, people just think that, like, like, People think you could just put a shortstop over the third. Hmm. We we try to do that. It's tough. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough thing because you're from middle infield. You can see their hands. You can see how they're moving. You can read angle a little bit different. It's a different read. You get the third base, and a lot of times you're like behind his his back. Yeah. And all of a sudden, again, it's either soft or it's a rocket.
1: Yeah.
0: You can't. Spin of the ball too. Yeah, Yeah, spin of the ball is different. Yeah. I was gonna say when I first started playing third because I always played short and second. The spin was the toughest. Yeah, because it's short, you can see if it's side spun, top spun, or mm-hmm. you know, hooked or true spin. Mm-hmm. Third base, I don't know until that first that no. hits the ground. You remember? You and know even then, I'm like, that, oh shoot. You remember
2: that one start that I got at? Um, what yeah, Was that Bethel other, Kansas? Or uh, um, you see how he remembers? Because there's like two of them. Uh, <laughs> Baker. Yeah, Baker. That ball was smoke, Garth. If <laughs> you're talking about the one <laughs> <I> <laughs> over between your legs. <laughs> hey, hey. So I get started at Baker. I remember this ball. I was. <laughs> He knows the start, he knows the, the school, he no, knows he it's the ball. like it was no, yesterday, bro. No, no, because we talked about, this was so funny, bro. Like, okay, so I'm playing third base. I'm playing third base, and um, there was a bunt, and what happened with the bunt?
0: For some reason, you were playing like eight feet away from the hitter, Garth.
2: Yeah, some, yeah, so <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was the exact scenario that we talked about on the lab, last podcast. They had a really big divot at third, mm, so yeah. either I had to play really deep or really in, and my arm I wasn't prepared to start. He just said, You're starting. I was like, <laughs> Random, I'm like, yeah. Okay, like, all right, I'm playing right. So I'm playing third base, and their third base is, like, really bad. And the, him and I talked about it because he played third the, the game before. Yeah,
0: I, I was I was playing left this game. That's why I remember it, too. Yeah, mm, and he was playing right behind me because he was
2: playing backup for me. Um, <laughs> he was, playing, he was <laughs> just getting all those Bryant. balls that I missed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so um, I was playing in. I think it was also, like, first and second or something like that. Like, it was a bunt scenario, mm-hmm. right? And, dude, there, he, the guy at the plate was kind of big, though. He was. He, he was, like, was, their 4 It was like That's well I was
0: looking it from left field, and I'm like, Joey. If Dinkle's telling you to play there, take a step back.
2: Yeah. So, (laughs) no, well, you know what I think it was? We were also in a bunt D. We were, the crash We were. Yeah, we were in a bunt D. So we were in a bunt D, and I was playing, I was reading... From the shortstop, and like I was, uh, we, were, we were running a couple different plays. Mm-hmm. So we had all these different plays that we were running. So I was playing in, and I was reading how we were doing this because I think they they did like a fake bunt steal early yeah, in the game or something like that.
0: In the first game too.
2: So yeah, and again, we're supposed to demolish Baker, right? Mm-hmm. But we're he's like in this game, we're kind of playing a lot was, of backups. It was tight, yeah. It
0: was like I think it was tight. Yeah, we we're down by we one, were,
2: and we we're playing a lot of our backup guys because it was like a midweek game, and so like we needed to save some arms. We needed like we've been playing around. We're like season at this point. And so, um, in any case, it's kind of a tighter game in the beginning of the game. And so, I'm playing in. I'm trying to, like, read. Bro, I swear to you. This kid hits a rocket, like, one hop, two hop, skip. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's 100 it's plus. the like, hardest
0: ground ball at third base is the one that's backspun yeah. that mm. starts low. And mm. after it hits, it's, like, rising. Yeah. But it's yeah. not, like, it's almost like a rocket. Mm. Yeah. So it's like here and then it just writes. It scoots. Yeah. I thought it was going to get him where so, it counts, honestly. So, uh,
2: <laughs> bro, you know, I don't know if you have had this situation where he hit it and immediately I remember like the one thought that hit my head was squared up. Like yeah. just like just keep it in front of you. Like, I mean, he had a rocket. So soon as he hit it, I just went like this. I just went like this and I was just like, I'm gonna let it hit me. You know? I'm gonna let it you hit me. Die. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it hit me. I'm gonna pick it up, step on third, throw him out at first. Like that, that was like I'm like, I'm gonna let it hit me. So mm. he hits it. I just go like this, bro. The ball went right through my legs. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> right through my legs. Here bro, comes it Bo. Was Here comes Bo. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to they, they ended up stopping at third. Like right? like we they didn't score a run from it no. because the ball was hit way too hard. Dude. But I just remember it sitting there smokes. and then I'm like, I finally get to start. I, like, there was, like, I think I made it, I I made some cool play later on, like, in a six hole, so, like, spun around, through a guy out, but, like, I think there was, like, a bunt that I didn't get the guy out on, and, like, this ball went between my legs, like, that rocket.
0: It always happens that way, though, I feel like, in those spot starts. Yeah. At least every single time at Utah Valley, where I'd get Mm. a spot start, man, it was, like. They're going to challenge you with an easy one. Mm-hmm. They're going to challenge you with like a bump play, something mm-hmm. that like you need to practice. Yeah. And then they're going to, then there to be a couple of rockets. Well, <laughs> it's and, and the it's the worst. W- and, and it's one of those things. I love those it's, it's
2: one of those things of like, it's more of like, like you're saying, like um, when someone's like rusty, yeah. right? Because they haven't really started, it's, it's, it's more of those things of like um, an anxiety play yes. where yes. of like, like a, like a bunt or something like that, where it's just like, it's, it's like, uh you know when like a ball would be hit on a no hitter and you're like, that ball's trouble. Mm-hmm. Like it's like one of those. Yeah. It's like one of those where it's like it's not routine. It's like well, it's that ball's you, trouble.
0: You get a coach with Sav, I think yeah. I mentioned this on the last podcast with Wesleyan. Yeah. I think Stubbs played third one game. Yeah, it came I remember. in late. Yeah, I remember. And they bunted like five times and in a, a row, row, bro. Man. And he made and like he three had, errors. And Parker, he's savvy. He do yeah. push bunts, fake bunts still. So Stubbs, yeah. like, okay, fake bunt still, they steal third. Yep, and, yeah. and,
2: and no it one's covering. It on him. No one's covering. And then yeah, th- I mean it's like it's like playing somebody on like MLB the show. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were really messing with yeah. him. Yeah, they were like he made he made like three three errors in a row. Um I mean, and this is an all American shortstop. Like, I mean, he's good. Mm. He's really good. He but is, he's just he like good. he's just really it's athletic though, position, right? Though. So yeah, they were just messing with him like and 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 making some plays where there's a lot of moving parts and yeah. you gotta know. You got to be savvy of like yeah. what to do in those c- scenarios of yeah. how to go 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 back and go get and how mm-hmm. to like you know it's it's a lot of angles. We
0: were talking about that. Haley asked me that because uh, it ties in, but like trick plays or mm. like um, putting pressure on. Mm. I was watching it because we were watching Utah and BYU. Mm. In BYU football, will try to like rush their offense on the field and snap before the defense can get off the field. Mm. Mm. A lot of colleges don't do that. A lot of pro teams will never do that. Mm. But um college level, that's another thing at that level mm. AI too, man. They get scrappy. No, yeah. Like it doesn't
2: well that's how it was it's like all that's all, why all
0: the written rules go out the window.
2: Well that's why it was oh, a yeah. different that's why that's it was insane. a different level when I played when you play and we talked about this before way earlier, but like um in the SWAC, they used to tell me when you know, like, okay, this is division one, but this is a different game because one through seven all have, you know, they can bunt. They, well, yeah, they all, they all run like mm. six 260s, one yeah. through seven on the whole team. Yeah, And a lot of them can't hit, so they hit a lot of ground balls, and they bunt a lot, and mm-hmm. they play a lot of trick plays, and there's a ton of speed. So it's a whole nother game. So now, uh, um, again, like I said, they're, you're playing a team, and you're like, dude, baseball player-wise— we're way better than these guys, right? Yeah. We have guys that are throwing over 90 plus. We have guys, you know, like we have five guys on our team that are throwing over 90 plus. You know, we got some nasty dudes. We got guys that we could, you know, we could, I mean, we could hit eight home runs this game. Yeah. But you're playing another team where, bro, they might hit 90% ground balls this game.
1: Mm.
2: And the infields are okay. And they're really fast. Like, I mean, if you pat. One time, and like I mean, yeah. you do anything extra, the guy's safe, and yeah. then he's still in second and third. So it's like, yeah, you're in trouble. It's a like I mean, they're very fast. The whole lineup, though, not not three guys. Like the whole lineup could run on you. It's a different
0: pressure. That's why different. 100%. We used to argue that at Sterling too, the the, the mid majors. Yeah, I tell them it's tough to play. It really yeah. is tough to play at that level. Yeah, not because uh, the games itself is tough. It's the same game, but the, the way the, the theory, the way they're coaching it, the way they're playing, it's, it's, they put yeah. pressure on you. And, and, the the, whole
2: game. and we talked about it. We definitely talked about it. Like, you know, we talked about it in the meetings and I'm like, I get it. They're fast. Like you know, I played against fast guys before, mm. like whatever, but, and it's really not crazy. And then all of a sudden it's the eighth inning, seventh inning, and it's a two run ball game. and, here comes the schoolyard bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like here comes the schoolyard bullshit. Now all of a sudden it's like drops a bunt, they got crazy fan, you know, what I'm saying you're playing grambling. or you're, play- you're like I mean, you got some crazy fans going. Everybody's yelling like it's chaos for a second. Yeah. Right? You throw a ball away, the kid's fa- he's going first mm. to third. Boom, all of a sudden now the next guy comes up, drops a squeeze, that guy scored like uh, and then yep. he's on first. Now he's still second. It's like what the <laughs> hell just
0: happened yeah the whole game speeds up from the speed yeah literally just
2: all of a sudden and then like that's without the whole thing of being like i'm telling you like but this is the thing though the best teams will still win out the year but there's definitely where like yo you could play a swag team and be like like again like bro we were we were i think i think we finished like at one point we were like three and two in the sec
1: yeah. Mm. Like
2: we we won some game and we should have been four and one, but old miss came back and beat us in the ninth inning. Yeah. Like we definitely can squeeze one from it, you. Like yeah. it was we're a pain in the ass it goes and back even to, us. It
0: goes back to the mid major mindset where like they used to say that about us at Utah Valley. The the scouting report was like you can't take an inning off with these freaking scrappy fucks. Yeah. Because 'Cause they're playing a midweek, they're rolling out their yeah. Six starter, yeah, look like kind of like we said at Sterling, yeah. For us, that was our World Series. For we're sure. already 10 games under 500, yeah, yeah. But most of the time, we would still midweek games. We'd beat Arizona, we'd yep. beat Arizona State, yeah, we'd beat Gonzaga, we'd beat Pepperdine because yep. we're putting the pressure on on a Tuesday mm-hmm. where their Tuesday is like, oh man, I just partied last night, <laughs> you know, like they're they're mm-hmm. it's, it's, test it's, tomorrow. it's, a, it's yeah. a different ball game,
2: yeah, and and like, yeah, and that's the whole other thing, is too, is like, I'm telling you, like. It, yeah, that that really happened in the swack where I was just like, yo, this I I really, I thought they were kind of, you know, overplaying it. But I was like, bro, when I watched the game, I'm like, yo, this is a different baseball game. Like yeah, I am just not used to playing like this. Like it's it yeah. is it is a different game where like they're looking it almost is like going back to little league, but everybody's fast. Yeah. And you're like, they're looking to hit the ball on the ground. It, I I'd imagine it's like playing Bre- Brett Gardner, but the whole lineup and you're yeah. just like, yo, like, this is a lefty out the box slapping a ground ball in the six hole. Good luck throwing them out. Yeah, yeah. for real. Like, you got to play. And then that's the thing. So then you play up. Well, then you cut your angles off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now they're getting little ground balls that are sneaking through. And you're like, yo, if I play back. Well, but then if you play back, they're going to outrun it.
0: It really yeah. wasn't that fun playing third base <laughs> at that level. I, I, I personally struggled one. But too, uh, it was just hard. gave me such gave me such a different said appreciation.
2: He said he struggled, but he's all American. But it's sort of well.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, earlier in my career. Yeah, yeah I feel for
3: some of the third baseman that we had. <laughs> it's tough. The the last year, I mean, we had the differences of uh, like you'd have different elevations, like drastically in my conference, mm-hmm. and natural to turf some of the turf was faster yeah Mm. it was just so different and you know you get on the western side of the mountains a little warmer a little colder like everything played so different team to team Mm -hmm. our third baseman he would run into a guy that was 250 pounds and hit the ball 100 and something mile an hour and then the next dude's uh a lefty that runs a freaking 6-1 down the line, just back-to-back, back, and they're just yep. alternating. It's like, hey, good luck. Mm. <laughs> hey, bro, you, ma- you guys y- you guys
2: remember the anxiety had certain levels when guy hits a skyscraper? Bro, and oh, everybody just looks the best up, stories. Everybody Dude. just looks up, and you're like, oh, God, I, 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 gotta first, Bill, I got to hear yours first, bro. but I got a great one. Um, Probably the God. worst,
0: I mean, besides the Waylon Baptist, where mm-hmm. it dropped... Two balls in the same inning because the <laughs> wind was <is> blowing 400. <laughs> it miles an it hour. was, it was, but it was
2: like a pop up was a double. Like yeah, a pop up was a double. Well, that the back, worst,
0: the worst one was we're playing at Arizona U of A my freshman year, and we all we we're all freshmen. The it's the dollar beer night, so these guys have <laughs> they, they have they wrote <laughs> it's signs. Already <laughs> it's already started. These guys I wrote mean. signs and were holding them up. Like uh, number four, it was like uh, I think mine said something like. Um, because I was hitting, like, 200. Yeah. I think it was, like, get your average above the Bendosa line, and then it flipped over, because I had three airs in, like, three games. So, they <laughs> sets in about my airs. And so, anyways, Classic. it's <laughs> night. It's night. And I can't see, anyways, if you played in big stadiums with big lights, when it gets above mm. the lights at night, yeah, it you just can't no. see it. You don't know where it went. And so, um, I had already, I made a play, but I, like, bobbled it. You know, I'm already, like, heightened anxiety. These guys are, like, chanting our names. Yeah. Like, being dickheads. Yeah. Yeah. This I ball, did that though. This so. ball goes up in the air, bro, <laughs> and I swear I didn't see it. I'm yelling to the shortstop, like, "Please, just catch <laughs> it!" Mm. And I'm like backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. That's the worst. The backpedal is yeah, rough. Yeah. When and you start backpedaling, you're in I'm trouble. As I'm backpedaling, the fans are like getting ready to yell because they obviously see I'm going to. I miss love it. how you said fans.
2: I thought you were like talking about like a fan. No, <laughs> <like> <laughs> the, the, the stadium. Yeah, they're like my height my heighten heightened awareness. Yeah, gas, yeah, but so I'm no, I'm sure they're yelling. I finally
0: dive back, bro, and I missed it. The next inning, they had seven posters. <laughs> they all flipped <laughs> they over. And made it said number four. <laughs> learn how to catch a ball. <laughs> <laughs> all flipped over, and I'm just like, oh boy, <laughs> uh, the that's worst. Awesome.
2: That's classic. The worst. That's so, classic. Uh, so you of a? Uh, here's a beer for you. <laughs> that's classic.
3: <laughs> no, the the big fly balls. They were always fun. We had one. Uh, I was playing second. A kid playing shortstop, and it was is commonly known. None of us liked fly balls. Mm. None of us messed with them at all. Our third baseman would literally yell people's names out the Same. second it goes up. Yep. Um, our shortstop and me, we I had always practiced it short. and Me and him would talk about it when we'd practice them. So you got this one, like mm. you know. Neither of us wanted it. This ball gets rocketed, and we're we're in Denver, so the sky's a little high there too. A little tough to see. Gets over the lights, goes up. It's on my side a second. And I'm like, oh, good thing I'm playing second. Shortstop's got me right. I don't say anything. Trey comes flying over. Hey, Cody, you got it? Huh? You got it? No, it's all you. What? geez how it high did, was the ball Garth. no it was seriously we had a full conversation <laughs> <laughs> and this dude this dude palms it and he just looks at me goes, we don't talk about this and we just run in he caught it yeah he caught it just nice. we just run in and me and him had like a full conversation of just like what trying you
2: to pass hundred? on responsibility
0: why do you guys think that is though is it the depth no third? i think because i could never well, see the spin yeah yeah or the shortstop was it the yeah
2: angle? yeah yeah i was gonna say that that i would say at third base typically you're playing in a lot of the times. So you're in front of like everybody else and the balls hit and te- typically it's further back yeah, it's than you. That's the one always gave me. Like if it was always. on the pitcher's mound, okay, I c- we're good. I'm yeah. um, all it's good. In front of me. Right. And that's, but when, like you're saying, so then you almost got to be like an outfielder, right? You got to do that drop step. You got to sprint backwards and like get open up it. and get behind it and then yeah. come back in on it. Brilliant. So like if you start backpedaling at all, you're in trouble. Like as soon as Dude. you start backpedaling, because the ball is usually yeah. going to drift a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you, I always, always tell my guys like in the infield, right? Like you always want to be coming through it, but like, and then always get like, again, you could always come back. You could always come through it like an outfielder. Yeah. You never want to be right underneath it no. because then it turns into that 2D image Yeah. and you can't tell you can't depth. It. Like it's could, like a ground yeah. ball when you're lined d- right up directly, at, directly with you. it. Yeah. You're, you're in trouble. You got to get to the side so you can get an angle and see how much it's Literally moving. After, you know?
0: after that moment, I would do that. I would yeah just sprint back, sprint back, they would and laugh come at back. Me, but in. I'm like, I, I can't see. I, it. I, I need perspective and context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it might have been Dixon. I played oh, Brandon Dixon. He yeah, was there when, when we played. He had classic. an absolute tank. Yeah, so I was already playing deep, and it was like you know like the little triangle. Yeah, but it was like right. It was yeah. No, that's the like worst,
2: dude. I just rem- I just remember in that like I there was times, especially on like really windy days in Kansas, where it's just like dude, that ball goes up, and you're like, I would
0: just yell stubs. <laughs> Stubbs. But it's funny though, because if you listen to A Rod and Jeter, yeah, A Rod was the same way. Mm. Yeah, he would say Derek Jeter knew if it wasn't like at the dugout, mm-hmm. you're catching it. Yeah, like I just can't catch it.
3: Yeah, I know a lot of third baseman too. They try to like loop loop like he would always think oh i gotta find the fence even if it's not near the fence so he mm-hmm. can push back yeah, first yeah. towards first yeah the and field. if you
2: can get it because I, I always think about it from the outfield right when i see an infill pop-up you have such a good perspective because you can see what the ball's doing in the yeah. air mm-hmm. right like which way it's spinning or you know and again typically it's backspun obviously right so typically it's backspun so the ball's going up and then kind of like ballooning and actually starts coming back towards yeah. the field a little bit mm-hmm. um and um but yeah like that was like more of a Hundred percent. It definitely. I just, I just, I just know that the anxiety, dude. Like uh, the whole team. Like there were certain <laughs> times the ball is a big. You're like, oh
0: no. Well, Gerald knocked me out that one year too. <laughs> Same situation. I think it was, it was Sterling though. We both collided because there was a pop up in between. I guess I'm just. I think what I'm saying is I need to probably stop catching fly balls. Well, you don't have to catch anymore. I mean, anymore. when I, so when I good. was <laughs> playing, you're good. I'm <laughs> just yelling at everybody else to catch the ball.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I get the point where like there's some coaches out there that I that are just like, you know, like, that's a mindset. You need to change your mindset. But No, but, like, you also got to recognize that thing. Like, it's hard. It's
0: tough. Especially. Especially when you're underneath it. Especially mm. when you're playing. I mean, if it was, it might not have been Dixon, but, like, those guys are hitting big league pops up. Mm. It's not like we're no. catching a pop-up in a little no.
2: game. No, and that's why those guys that put it, like, you had the day where you had the machine and you set it straight oh, up and you okay. shoot the balls 200 feet in the air. Yeah. Like, but that's the other thing is being, like, like, Yo, it, it definitely, there's, there's a technique to it where again, you definitely can't be underneath it. If you backpedal it all, you already lost. And like you, you definitely need to get some type of angle, just like you do on a ground ball where you can kind of see where it's moving in the air and like how much and how drastically it's, it's, yeah. it's going one way or another, especially when it's windy, obviously Hundred because even if it's, you have the spin of the ball, but then you also got the wind. So, you know, you got all those things to get going together and then also, Obviously, we know that that's a big effect in pitching now. But again, if like the balls, which typically are at that level, especially later in a game where they're scuffed or anything like mm-hmm. that, they interact again just like in pitching. They're going to move drastically. Imagine when it's dropping two hundred feet instead of sixty feet, and also traveling at twice the speed. Yeah, like you know, or what yeah. not twice the speed. That's a little much, but 100%. yeah, the, the the speed is up there. You know, what I'm saying like because the only way for it to get that high was it, it was hit pretty hard.
0: Yeah, and it's coming down. Yeah, quicker too. Yeah, what I'm saying with all this tying it in is. I have so much respect for those guys now. <laughs> Out of all the plays we've talked about, just the way they make it look so easy. And mm-hmm. normal people, they just don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Those pop-ups on the infield, that those big leaguers just catch like mm-hmm. a can of corn, I'm like, oh, boy. Oh,
3: when Beltre and uh, oh who was it, Elvis Andrus yeah. and play games while doing it, it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: y'all are messing around. <laughs> it's not fair.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a different level. No, it is different. And also, too, it's a different level because in college, you're playing with pros yeah. that have a aluminum bat. Yep. So, like, some of these dudes, I can't even imagine back in the day when they had Bessers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those pop-ups probably were <laughs> insane. Different.
0: Playing third base with, against Dixon, I mean, Conforto was left-handed, but Dylan Davis was at Oregon State. I'm like, dude, I just want to go play, like, on the ground. I hated playing deep, yeah. but I'm like, I just I have to play deep. Yeah. yeah. These guys are big leaguers. <laughs> Swinging a metal bat.
2: Yeah, they're hitting the ball hard. Yeah,
0: it's not fun. really wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was, but it was in a
2: different level There's of anxiety. There definitely was some anxiety <laughs> yeah. in there.
0: You're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
2: Yeah, and the worst is, like, when you lose the ball, and then you're trying to find it again. Ooh.
0: The worst is when you lose it when it's on the ground. Have you ever had that?
2: Yeah, I've had that happen before. <laughs> kinda, it kind of, like, glitches on you?
0: No. <laughs> glitches on you? <laughs> That's when no. you know. No, That's I've when I've you, know you know you're in a bad spot mentally. No, I've had, it, <laughs> I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. I've
2: had it on the ground. I've had it I've had it on the ground when, like, my head bounces or something. Like, I take Uh, a hard step or something like that, and they're like, and you got to pick it back up again. Mm.
0: So who you got? Let's tie it back in. Who's who's the who's the MVP? We drifted, but who's the
3: MVP? This year, I want to give it. Say Otani.
2: Yeah, I want to give it to. I I think it's a weird thing because you obviously to this point you want to go well, like anyone that wins the triple crown is going to be MVP, but you don't have Shohei Otani's, and and you know really since like Babe Ruth. Yeah, I think if he wins so a Triple ground, they'll give him the MVP. You think? I do. Yeah, I don't ho- know. Though I, I think the Riders are really in love with Shohei.
3: Yeah, I think That's I think true. the thing that that I think of is so if if Vladdy with the stats he has now, would he play first and bat three hole <laughs> for every team? Do you no, think? No, I
2: mean not every team. But then but
3: Otani would still be a top. Two th- three guy in the rotation and still be top of the lineup for every but team. But I still think he I would. Think.
2: I think he'd play first and bat
0: You know,
2: tough
3: three one. Four. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. It makes it tough. Oh, but how about though uh, yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean he's good. Uh sorry, I was thinking I was thinking, did you ask Vladdy or Otani? I mean both. I think I think Shohei won't bat three or four for every team, but Vladdy would.
3: Well Otani's leading off. Anyways, that's no, what I'm saying he's though. He's gonna bat in the top of the lineup and he's gonna be a
0: yeah, main pitcher. But I for think it depends team. though. I don't think the Yankees would put him in that spot. The Yankees would put him like six, seven, eight, probably. You think?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say the Yankees would probably put him sixth. The Yankees are stacked though. We got a lot of dudes now, but like yeah. hit.
0: Vladdy's the guy, he's the he's where the game of baseball is at right now. Yeah. You're going to hit home runs. You're going to pit the three, four, five, You're also going to sell seats. Shohei will, too. He'll be in the lineup. Yeah. But I just don't. I th- also, too, at the writers, you're
3: he, in he the voting.
2: Goes, he goes, he'll be in the lineup. He's an MVP <laughs> candidate. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> goof. Yeah, man, he'll be in the lineup. I would hope so. He's an MVP in the <laughs> <laughs>
1: Possibly.
2: Oh. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm like I, comparing I, Otani
3: I, to Babe Ruth. Like, not that you know, I never saw Babe Ruth play, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's just like a, that's a historical name. You are throwing him in that, like that's a that's a story. That's well, writers yeah, making that story, and they do the voting. Well, go ahead first, Joe.
2: But uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying, as a guy that's a top pitcher in the league and also a top hitter, like you got would have to go back to Babe Ruth.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, which is just so
0: rare, which
2: means yeah. it's such a great story. Yeah,
0: people once again. Talk about innovating and the t- times are changing, not taking anything away. L- Baseball is just harder, yeah, in my opinion. It's yeah, t- people are better. Way, it's, it's way harder to do that now, yeah, to now harder. today than so like back then. So, like, people also, oh, Babe Ruth, it's like uh, you can't compare it. It's like, why not? Yeah, he's doing it, putting up those numbers in today's game. Never happens.
2: Yeah, it's wild.
3: Yeah, or even the rarity who's the last to win the triple crown, Miggy? Miggy. Miggy. Yeah. I remember when it he did. It I think the last got was he was like he got 40 years, he got years got before that or something he got like that.
2: A, yeah, he got, he got on uh, MLB The Show, I remember. That's yeah. back when he was the truth.
0: I think it was like 30 or 40 years before that. Yeah. I, was just, I mean, Williams I don't even maybe.
3: know. I was just curious. And then like the last time someone was that good offensively and on the mound at the same time, same player. For sure. The rarity of it. Babe Ruth. Yeah.
2: yeah. And even
0: then you
3: have to go look okay. at his numbers.
2: All right, wrap it up. Here we go. Who do you got? MVP. What's your what's your bet?
0: I'll probably take uh, Vladdy. Taking
2: Otani. I'm gonna go with my heart. Put my pick will be Vladdy, but I think Shohei's actually gonna win it though. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is gonna happen.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: I I probably agree with you. I think
2: I think they're gonna pick, especially too with all the political climate and all that stuff. You throw all that stuff in there. I think that they're definitely Mm -hmm. gonna pick him, but. I, I think that that's who they're going to pick. And, again, it, he's great either way. Yeah, I'm not upset way. about either one of yeah. them. But I, I think that, my again, a triple crown is a, ooh, that's it. Mm. My heart's he going I'm a little, I'm that, a little yeah. biased, though, because I understand yeah. the hitting. It's I just think just the really writers will do. be
0: like, if you win the triple crown, it'll be hard for me not to vote for you. That's yeah. historic. That's happens, yeah. you know, once every decade. Otani
2: yeah, happens, like, never. That's true. So It's true. So It's true. We've seen a
3: triple crown in our lifetime, but we haven't seen yeah. Babe Ruth in our lifetime. So yeah. it's,
2: it's yeah. just true. It's big. We'll yeah. see. All right, guys. Well, from us and our partners. Until next time, farm system out.